I don't know what's wrong with me, Marilyn. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm concerned. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I, I never have problems sleeping. Are we recording? How did last, how, how did last night go? Terrible. Just oh, John. Yeah. It's like, I, I fall asleep and then it's like, I uh, just don't, don't, I don't know. I wake up and I got the sweats, you know, it's ugly stuff. Mm. What's your, I, you, you got, you got thoughts on sleeping? Oh man, I got so many thoughts on sleeping. Um, geez. Um, I mean, let, let's, uh, let's be a doctor. Did, did, has anything changed recently? <laughs> I don't think are you, so. Are you drinking way more or way less or just way more? <laughs> yeah, probably just Are you way. drinking like a lot, a lot, a lot more? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. All Maybe right. that's that, the problem. That's probably unrelated. It's just, they, they call it ruling out. I just need to rule out alcohol and it sounds like that's not a factor. <sighs> I don't know. I tell you what, I've, it, 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 I have never, I don't, I can't remember the last time I canceled a podcast. We were supposed to, we were recording here on, uh, what is today? Friday, the May the 10th. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to record yesterday. I had a beg off. I had a, I had a pull up, abort. I just. You're like the, what, the, the Cal Ripken of podcasts, you know? Uh, what did I, when did I text you? I texted you in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah, see, my problem is, uh, I'll, I'll talk all you want about sleep. I'm kind of an early riser now, and I think yeah. I, uh, I don't know, I hope I didn't jostle you awake. Are you a D&D man? You leave it on oh, D&D? I'm a D&D. I'm a D&D right. man. That's huge. That that's Mark that one off the list. That is huge. Yeah. And you, uh, you very, I was, uh, here's me. <laughs> like, here's some ideas. Here's some stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, I updated the document, and uh, you sounded like you were, um, again, the medical term, you, you were super out of it. I was under the weather. Yeah, I don't want to complain. You know what I mean. No. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and bring the listeners down. That you know, mm-hmm. people are people don't come on to the talk show for uh, to hear about uh, a sad story. But yeah, but we'll talk about what butterfly keys. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what people want to hear about. Uh, a guy Rambo. I will tell you, I, I, yeah. I, I'll talk about sleep a little. I, I, I would lo- John, I would love to talk about sleep, and, and I have notes on this, and I have an apple angle on this. I am extremely lucky and privileged that uh, I, I'm just a natural sound sleeper. I, I sleep like a rock. I joke when I do the, the Casper ad reads that I spend half my life in bed. It's not a joke. I, I sleep a lot. I, I, sleep, I sleep long. I sleep deep. And I and I really I, I I enjoy sleeping. I really do. Mm-hmm. I I feel it's you know maybe the best part of the day. Mm, God, I'll yes. tell you what. When I but but not being able to sleep when you're like I I feel bad complaining that I've had a week here where I, I feel a little bit under the weather and I'm not sleeping well uh, because some people I know don't sleep well. Period. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so who am I to spend ninety nine percent of my life sleeping like a rock, and then the one week when you know not sleeping well? It's like we always say, what's the point of privilege if you don't use it? Right. I yeah. don't know what to do. I honest to God don't know what to do. So okay, so let's do some diagnosis just quick, and we can get to the tech tips. Um, you're saying that for as long as you can remember, you're a sound sleeper. So to like me, a rock. that okay. So that means uh, whatever wackadoo time you do go to bed. You don't have problems falling asleep. I'm going to give you an array. You don't have problems falling asleep. You don't have problems staying asleep. And it sounds like you uh, you don't like wake up in a panic feeling unrefreshed. That's, that is all true. Wow. 
So you don't have, I mean, one of the things people get wrong, insomnia is a lot like procrastination, I think, where people really misunderstand, you know, what's the cause, what's the effect. I mean, and I don't want to trigger anybody here, like content warning, insomnia, but like, you know, one problem with insomnia is that true insomnia is very, I think, very misunderstood. Because you could be a person, you notice I ask you, you know, that array had three parts to it. Some people are fine getting asleep. Some people are fine staying asleep. Some people are fine waking up feeling good. And some people have one or more of those problems that make their life unmanageable. And for some people, if you do, for whatever reason, medical, mental, emotional, whatever it is, you get into insomnia, a pattern can emerge that's harrowing, which is... I mean, again, I don't want to trigger people, but insomnia, the part that's misunderstood is that, you you know, you want to sleep. You don't want to be up all night. You started to dread the idea of going to sleep because now you feel like you're never going to fall asleep and ask yourself, like, whether that helps. Again, like procrastination, it's not a switch that you can flip. But it sounds like historically you, you haven't suffered from that. This is a recent thing. God, I hope this isn't too boring. But I think you say, so you're sitting here right now. I'm going to throw to you in a sec. You, you, you're sitting here right now and you're saying like, oh gosh, who could sympathize with this boo-hoo? Uh, you know, Apple boy uh, gets to sleep whenever he wants. But the truth is like people don't talk about this enough or when they do talk about it, it's always, oh yeah, you know, I really should be getting more sleep. I'm here to tell you, man, if you don't get your sleep wired right, it has the first day you'll feel an impact. Like, and then over the next days you might feel different impacts. But if you do that over and over again, it'll mess up pretty much everything. Like the balance that your body wants, you're going to be kind of the equivalent. You remember coming back from New Zealand and it's like, whoa. Oh yeah. That, that was, that, that was the, going there was no problem. It was the coming back. was right. brutal. And you had an extra like eight hours on top of that. But anyways, that's the thing is like, I don't think you should feel bad about this. And I think your listeners should be open to the idea that, and I'm not saying you're going to get a perfect sleep, but the idea of improving the way you sleep, it's so goddamn boring but like you, if you get this wired even a little bit, your life improves like so quickly. And when it goes wrong, you really notice. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you, if, if you feel like me uh, nodding off here on the show, just, uh, yeah. you know, reach out and slap me. Well, I'm the perfect guy for that. You know, it just becomes like a kind of a dull hum, like a West Coast hum. <laughs> like, really more like, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, Are you? I'm doing great. My sleep is pretty good. I have, I have uh, Apple Watch apps that help me turn sleep into a video game, and I uh, feel pretty good. Five right, tell five. me about this. Tell me about this uh, Apple angle there. Well, I mean, you know, do you really want to talk about that? It's just going to bore you. It's, it's like when Dan and I talk about Markdown, and I can literally hear people deleting the episode. <laughs> delete, delete. Because we tried for a while. Because as you know, John, I'm real into Markdown, and when you talk about it, Wow. I mean, it's like apportionment or, or, or millage. It's one of those things where people just like, uh, even people who do it for a living hate it. But yeah, and I'd, I'd love to because the, um, the truth is like this, uh, this journey started for me a while back because I have a lot of anxiety and uh, I'm also getting older and it became something where I kind of had to confront this. And it's taken really, year- well, first of all, I should have to say step zero, like I said to you yesterday, consider drugs. Like the right kind of drugs. Like there's drugs you can get, like maybe uh, maybe not Unisom because that has can really kick back at you. But yeah, I mean it's got to be said, drugs help. But the um, but the journey for me like goes all the way back to like when I first got a Fitbit, mm. and the Fitbit, um, not not the one. It wasn't the one that has the little capsule in a sleeve. It was when the Fitbit got better. 
kind of. And it, and it started adding not just sleep tracking, but something I loved that was automatic sleep tracking. Hmm. And that, that was at the time virtually unheard of. And, I, and believe me, I've tried them all. I tried an old school sleep watch in the mid, like in the aughts that looked like a dive watch. I've tried the now Apple owned Bedit. I've tried so many of these different things. And so many of them involve some kind of stupid contortion with a dingus and then remembering to turn it on and off and all that kind of junk. junk. But Fitbit yeah, really see, that changed that. That wouldn't work for me. Because once I want to go to sleep, it's like I can't, you know, I, I can't be futzing around with the thing. And that, you know, well, remember to, you know, when you wake up or whatever, I mean, yeah, yeah it's got to be. Automatic. No, you need something that's going to like take care of that for you where like in a lot of this, what do they call it? Like self-quantization, whatever you want to call it, the like tracking of your stuff will only work, really work when it is to the greatest extent possible. Um completely automatic where you do not even have to look at the results. You know, like most of us, if you try to like eat healthier and you get something like, uh, like what is it like my fitness buddy or whatever, there's pretty good apps for this and they got all the brand names, but you still got to remember to get, put it in and get the portion right. And like my friend John Syracuse says, every time I have a reckon about life, he's like, well, I'd love to see what would happen if, you know, some lady with a clipboard was actually watching you to see how that actually went rather than how you think it went. So you don't have to guess with this. So Fitbit did two things. One was that it did sleep tracking. The second one that was such a killer feature was automatic sleep tracking. It could sense through a variety of, you know, um, biometric cues, like when you were sleeping, are you still, did your heartbeat go down, all that stuff. And that's what kicked off my real interest in, in capturing this stuff. And now today, the Apple, there are Apple Watch apps for this that I've whittled down from about six different ones to two that I can really recommend. And it kind of turns sleep into a video game in a good way. It really encourages you to try and get high score and put your initials up, you know? Well, what are, the, what are, the, what are these apps now? People are going to, you, you sure. can't just leave people hanging. <laughs> People, uh, <laughs> you want to tell me about something you like? People are going to um, be dying. People are going to be dying to know. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, forgive me. I, I, I uh, Most of your listeners have probably never heard anything I've done, but it's something I've talked about a lot. There's, and there's two apps that I really recommend. If you Okay, so something I learned from uh, underscore David Smith, who has a sleep tracking app, is that like if you have an Apple Watch, you would be surprised uh, if you choose to sleep with an Apple Watch on, it's less difficult than you think, uh, you know, especially as the batteries get better and longer on the newer ones. You can basically stay, as you've probably discovered, you can, uh, did you wear an Apple watch right right now, mostly? Or you're, you're like one of those fancy uh, uh, guys with like a fancy Marco watch. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I, you know. Well, this will work. I've with, got one on right now. I do have one. I have an Apple watch on right now. So there's two that I, that I can, that I like and can recommend. And I think they cost money. Shut up by it. It's your health. Um, one, one that's the one that I can really recommend to people who just want to see if this is going to work for them and how this will work for them is a pretty drop dead easy uh, easy app uh, for Apple Watch and, and your phone called um, Sleepwatch. And I think I, I don't know if I dropped the link in, but I will. You can Google Sleepwatch. Sleepwatch is, um, is, is real simple. It gives you a real simple return. You basically look at it and it tracks a bunch of stuff. All these apps track stuff. They track, track slightly different stuff in slightly different ways. But Sleepwatch will say like, okay, you know, you don't have to turn it on. You don't have to turn it off. Basically when you, you know, it's, it's sinking pretty much in the background. And, uh, and so the, uh, the Sleepwatch app will just basically show you like, okay, here's where you were in. Here's where you were awake. Here's where you were in light sleep. sleep here's where you're in deep sleep. But it also has really nice graphs to show you your progress over time. 
right? So it, it will show you um, like how well you did with the basic stuff. Like how long did you sleep? It'll show you stuff like um, how much like quality sleep did you get? And then it also gets into really important stuff like did your heart rate dip? Like for somebody like me, that's a big deal. And so, so uh, sleep watch is, is a real straightforward one for one. What's of that mean? Though your heart rate dips. I don't understand. Why is that a big deal? Part of getting good sleep, according to uh, the apps that I use, is to see uh, basically to see a delta between what your heart rate is when you're awake and what your heart rate is when you're asleep. And as somebody who's been using these for years now, I can tell you that uh, a, if I got really bad sleep, like say I'd had some drinks, um, it, I can see that my heart rate did not go down very much. Hmm. And so even if you classic thing, like, you know, whether it's snoring or apnea or whatever, there's this stuff where you don't really like know you're awake, but maybe you were awake and you weren't aware of it. Maybe your <laughs> partner like mine gives you a little nudge if yeah, you're I snoring. Hear you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so over time, it'll show you how that's doing. It'll show you stuff like, well, you know, how, how disrupted it was over time as a graphic. So, you know, if you just want to try this out, I would say um, try, try Sleepwatch. Is, okay. is, is the is the kind of like the I think that's it's very good it's fine by itself and but I think it's the starter one for this and then what's the other one um, it is called Auto Sleep and I first heard about this I want to say from um, Federico Vitici and, and I first tried it and it's it's a little bit gosh it gives you results that look a little like something like uh, Picard would want to look at on a screen <laughs> you're like what does this mean but like once you get used to their wackadoo interface once you have um, sort of calibrated it uh, I, I won't go on about this but I, I, I keep and use both because it doesn't cost anything to keep them running and I get different views into the data from it and the reason I recommend it for you and your listeners if you choose to is that it can really encourage you know, you're a competitive guy you know, you'll, you'll play a little blackjack once yeah, in a while. Yeah, sure, once in a while. You're, you're, you're a computer, and if you're a computer, uh, you start competing with yourself a little bit. Now, important proviso, if stuff like this causes you stress and is generating anxiety you didn't have before, then don't, that's probably not a good fit. But you will, I think, over time find yourself, if you start noticing the benefits of getting a little bit more, and importantly, better sleep. Right. Like sleeping for 12 hours may not be the key to your success and health. Uh, and yeah. So anyway, you, you pop it open, you look at it in the morning, uh, you know, you take a take a gentleman's visit in the morning and you look at your uh, look at your data and you go, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's how I slept last night. I don't know if that's good for you, but it seems like you could enjoy competing with yourself. You're, you're a performer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it is something that's, you know, something to think about. Yeah. You got, you know, we got these little computers strapped to our wrists all the time. I think that um, final thing on this, unless you have a lot more, I don't want to bore your folks, but final, final thing on this that I think is interesting is that like, uh, like any kind of stuff, like once you become a little bit of a spreadsheet nerd or like a smart home nerd or even like a basic background self-quantization nerd, you start to realize that I feel like um, it's valuable to, ca to capture this data even if I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it right now. Like it's not going to hurt me to be able to run a longitudinal mini study on myself and see what stuff changes over time. And there are actually apps that will help you find those insights in very helpful ways. I know, for example, that when my kid is not in school, my step count for the day goes through the floor because I'm not picking her up twice. I'm picking right. her up and dropping her off every day. But um, yeah, I don't know. It may, may not be for everybody. And there's plenty of mostly good and sometimes terrible advice about sleep. You want to get a dark room. You want to try and avoid screens at bedtime. Don't eat too late. There's all that kind of stuff. You probably want your room cooler than you think you do. That actually helps a lot. 
maybe don't drink a gallon of water or similar before bed. But yeah, I, I'd love to, I'd love to, uh, I don't know, man. I hope you, I hope you find something that. Yeah. I'll, I'll try. I, I just feel like I got a bug. I'll be all right. You think you might be a little sick, a little under the weather. Ah, that's what I think. I think I'm a little under weather, but it's in a, in a very, uh, hard to put my finger on it way. Like I wouldn't like to go, I would not go to the doctor. Like I'm not going to get off this podcast with you and then go see my, my family physician. I wouldn't know what to tell her. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. I just, uh, just, uh, I feel a little off, you know, what do you, you can't go to the doctor and say you feel a little off. I no, mean, you shouldn't go to the doctor at all. They're the worst. Yeah. The doctors are terrible. Well, um, I love solve my all this with an app. Yeah. <laughs> I think now your son, now your son's getting a little older. Uh, we were actually, as I prepped for this and talked to my daughter, we were reminiscing about when, uh, your son and my daughter hung out, you know, one time and she doesn't remember very well be, because she's, she's real little, but you know, he's still a carrier, John, you're, you're aware of this, right? Yes. Oh, of course. I mean, he's like, he's like, he's like a germ sponge with a PlayStation. Like right. he, he's just, he's just carrying illness into your house all the time. Well, that was Amy's, Amy's, it was giving me uh, you know, I was trying to like, drum up some sympathy and, uh, and she was like, well, how did you get sick? You haven't left the house all week. <laughs> But we've got the kid coming in and out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like we're hermetically sealed. I mean, no. uh, you know, I don't have to leave the house for for to to catch a bug. You know? Mm -hmm. No, the bug will come to you. Yeah, the bug will definitely come to me. Ugh. Uh, please, please follow up with me. I, I would love to. Um, I would love to be your uh, sleep sherpa. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. A random question. Thinking about it, I took a nick out of my uh, thumb the other day. Just a mm -hmm. little little. I got like this. Uh, yeah, do you do you, uh, you, you like the Muji? The Muji store? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So that's, Muji, that's, that's uh, Bob Bargains in the Japanese style, boy. Yeah. So Muji, if, for those of you who don't know, is uh, a Japanese. I don't even know what you would call it. I was going to say a stationary store because that's what I tend to buy there. But they also <laughs> also sell clothing, <laughs> uh, and and have a sort of. Uh, uh, I know the word minimalist is overused, but they have a, a genuine minimalist aesthetic. They don't even put their logo on stuff. It's it's all very plain. Anyway, a couple years ago, I bought this adorable little hand crank paper shredder. Uh, oh wow! You just uh, it's like a little just like it's a like little, a, like a like a pasta maker for secrets. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. You can you know and you know, I tried to put a whole. Uh, it, I, I don't know why I did it. I put a whole envelope, uh, like a credit card offer. Credit or card offers, yep. yep. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. And it's not Card like closed. I wasn't open immediately. <laughs> I wasn't shredding it because I felt like, hey, if I don't shred this, there's you know something bad is going to happen. Somebody's going to steal my identity or take a credit card money. I just, I just felt like, hey, this would be a fun thing to do is use my my paper shredder. Right, like a like a fidget spinner, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like something to do with yeah. your hands. Took a nick out of my thumb, twisting oh, no. this thing around. So now I got a band aid on. I never really thought about. It. I'm 46 years old. I have I have strong feelings on band aids. Mm -hmm. Number one, I do believe that the band aid uh, brand is the superior brand of band aid. Mm -hmm. I I feel like and you not, know not not just because you can get C3PO. The performance characteristics of the band aid brand adhesive bandage uh far i'll strip out of a cvs or a walgreens that's, for sure it definitely does right uh and and that's the only but those are like your only choices now remember there was what was the other brand it was like curate or something like that 
like when we were kids there was there oh, was oh yeah right they were they were like the um i was about to say numinos bad on me right. no they but they were the um yeah Hi, the hydrox, hydrox right the hydrox, hydrox to the yeah. oreo right yeah and and they you know they they owned it you know they had like a green box you know which doesn't really scream first aid to me you know i mean like band-aid owns that white box with the red and blue and the red mm-hmm. cross but uh what's your favorite kind of band-aid Oh, that's a really good question. Um, now, I'm tempted to say I like the more exotic blends because um, it's one of the rare things in life where I've thought about the future and prepared. Hmm. Uh, very, very rare, uh, which is that we uh, we get the big box uh, with all the different kinds in it. Now, I can see why somebody would like the bespoke, fancy, uh, flying buttress fingertip dingus. I, I know see what you why mean. people would. I know what yeah. you mean. The, the one that's like an H, right? It's it is it's, it's wow. basically like a tie fighter for your finger. Right. I think uh, uh, some somebody like a Tim Gunn would say that seems a little bit overworked. I like the classic, whatever that classic is. That fabric, you know, that, well, I, we get the fabricy ones. I like the fabricy ones that are uh, you know just what are they? Probably uh, two and a half inches across, maybe yep. half an inch wide, and uh, I have good luck with those. And I'll occasionally opt for. Um, you know the, the the little guys, the little classic mini sized. Do, do you have a preference? I, I I've always been partial to the flexible fabric. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. Uh, okay, it yeah. just feels luxurious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it mm-hmm. feels like you really are pampering yourself with a really nice band aid. Yeah, like the, I mean you're 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 worth it, and you're in a you're having a bad time. You had an injury. Like why would you deprive yourself of right. a little bit of lux? But I do think here's the other thing I was thinking about though. I, I as I've been wearing a band-aid here on my thumb for the last two days, and who knows? Maybe I've given myself tetanus. Maybe that's the whole. Maybe that's what's going oh, on. Tetanus, yeah. And now I'm feeling my jaw. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden it does feel a little tight. <laughs> could be could be rabies. <laughs> you might need shots in your stomach. I, think I, I might have locked jaw, Merlin. <laughs> That's bad in your racket. It is a really bad. That. This is you need that. Yeah, that is it. That is it You're could be have devastating. To do, do your shows like uh, like Michael Corleone in the Italian restaurant. Right. What I want. <laughs> what I <laughs> want. Or like, no more attempts on my father's life. <laughs> I have to do that it. Like, sound great. Uh, like Kanye. Kanye's first hit. He had his oh jaw wired God. shut. This could be a whole new thing. For you. <sighs> or, or like uh, Stephen Hawking and you know do text to speech or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, stuff's come a long way for sure. If you get lockjaw, do you know anything about this? Now I, I feel like I've got hypochondria is really the, the fundamental problem I've got. Yeah. But, ah, like do, do, but so, you, you can beat it if you get lockjaw. You can beat it though, right? They they just shoot you up with uh, uh, something. Uh, yeah, anti-inflammatories or something, uh, right? See, I don't know. I'm getting kind of confused because you know there, there was that whole range of like. I don't know if you had these uh, in the in the in Philadelphia, but like we had this whole rat king of like the things you you don't want to get as a kid, and Ooh. we've already co- covered a couple of them. You know, one of them is tetanus. You know, don't step on a board and get the tetanus. You don't want to get rabies because then you're going to have to get shots in your stomach. Ringworm, ringworm, all hanging that. around. See, I don't remember ringworm. I'm, rabies was a big one. They were always telling you not. You know, if you ever saw a raccoon, go the other way. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't know a lot about lockjaw. I mean, but it sounds like the kind of thing you're thinking. Maybe you go in there and they give you some kind of a some some kind of a soldier super serum, like directly into your jaw area, and that 
gives you local relief. No, no, no. I'm guessing that they just give you like a um, what's it called, like a penicillin. What's a uh, oh, yeah, like an antibiotic? Antibiotic. Yeah. yeah. I think you just take an antibiotic and then it cures you right up. I don't know. I'm not even going to Wikipedia it. I'm just... Well, I, I, I normally don't, but I got to say, sometimes it's real fun because Google will have um, an image that's associated with whatever the problem is. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have one for Lockjaw. I wonder if they have one for Ringworm. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll be a person. It'll be like you, you go and you look up... Um, you know, you'll get depression, and it's like a person sitting on a bed with their head in their hands. You know, can I, hey, can, I, can I just tell you something? Yeah, please. You're cheering me up. This is oh, this, come I, on. I, I, no, I'm I'm in better spirits. I think Here you're we, in worse shape than you think. Well, what uh, an odd thing to say. No, nah, I'm in good, uh, but you know, I needed yeah. this. I, I yeah. was real mopey. I tell you what, before we started this show, I was a mope. I, it, I have no excuse. I've told you this before. It's come up with you many times before. My grandfather was a coal miner. He went to work in a coal mine at the age of 14. He had to, they, 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 you got a late start. they took him out, <laughs> took him out of eighth grade and uh-huh. said, John, you got to go down the coal mine. You're, you're no, no not, consumer math for you. Right. <laughs> Get in the hole. And he died of black lung disease. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the, literally, I mean, it, it's a very well-named disease. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting here complaining, you know, about, uh, you know, having a bit of the mopes. You know, I feel terrible <sighs> about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, if it's a thing that you can fix with a Band-Aid, right. you know, you you know. There's a thing I like to tell my daughter, um, you know, and, and I, I think uh, I think it might be bullshit. But there's a thing I like to tell my daughter when she injures herself, which is, you know what, honey, um, that's only going to hurt super duper bad for about a minute. And then it'll start getting less bad. And like if you if you cut off a, a, a little bit of your thumb, just a tiny bit, like not the amount of like one of your usual hand injuries. All right. You get you cut just a little bit, just the tip. Like you're going to be able to fix that with a Band-Aid brand adhesive, yep. right? But then the stuff with your brain, John, how are you going to fix your brain? You know what I mean? So that's ringworm uh, of scalp and body. <laughs> how do you get ringworm? Do you know? Are you, are you like, Googling this right now? I would like to know. Of course I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, oh, depression's not as good as I hoped. Um, the, um, yeah, ringworm. No, yeah, I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to do it from <laughs> what I remember. I think ringworm. <laughs> God, look at that. It's real red and puffy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> they zoomed in with a call out. Where does it get you? Where did, I don't even know. I, I, I've She's heard of got it. it on her arms. It looks like it's a skin disease, right? I think I see it. It, it, it uh, presents as a skin disease. I'm, I don't know. Sin. Is it sin? Maybe I don't know. I don't know what. What about impetigo? I bet they got a good picture for that. Anyway, I just encourage your listeners. Uh, to, oh, come on, really? Oh no! Oh, this poor boy. He's eating a tortilla chip, and uh, he's got the impetigo. That's a shame. There you go. Let me send that to you. Um, yeah. So anytime you're worried about your disease, just you know, get on Google, and if you search for it. Um, you'll get to see what you would look like if you really had it. Oh. So if you're not eating a tortilla chip, you're good to go. I had a girlfriend oh, with a once. Yeah, look at that. Kid, oh, man. Sores around mouth and nose. I don't know. If we may not be able to. I may not put this in the show notes. No, I think it's better that you don't. Yeah. don't. Uh, I'm going to recommend that people do not Google Impetigo. Oh, there's, there's a lot of them. But, you know, right. I, feel, I feel good, too. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad we do this. You want, you want to wrap it up and get back to bed? <laughs> Let's take a break and uh, thank our first sponsor, uh, good friends at Eero, E-E-R-O. These guys make Wi-Fi routers, right? So you put the Wi-Fi in your house. Now you got internet in the air. But guess what? The old model of having one little 
box base station, whatever you want to call it. You hook it up to your cable modem and you try to send Wi-Fi all through the whole house. It doesn't work. There's always dead spots. If you've got like a roof deck or something like that, you got like a garage, maybe you can't get, you can't get signal in there. What you want is a mesh network and a mesh network is a way that you set up multiple devices. They talk to each other. The Eero things, you don't have to set this up. You don't do any of the work. You just plug these things in. You figure out how many you need. Go to their website. They'll help you out. You know, use your, uh, just calculate square footage of your house or how many floors you have, something like that. Um, you get an Eero kit with a couple of these things. You plug them in around the house. They communicate with each other and they saturate your whole house with a, a nice strong Wi-Fi signal. Could not be easier to set up and manage. You never have to do anything really. Um, and the, the app is absolutely beautiful. I don't oh, know man. why. I don't so know good. why I do this. So good. I turn on notifications for new devices and like, yeah, me too. like, uh, like Jonas will maybe have like friends over after school and then he'll, you know, like a gentleman that he is, let him get on the Wi-Fi, and I get a notification that there's a new Apple device on the Wi-Fi, and then I can put in like a, you know his friend's name or something like that, and I know who it is. Why do I do that? I don't know, but I like I like knowing it. I don't know why. I I have no idea why I find it very satisfying to know when every time a new device is added to the network, but I do. Couldn't I, be easier. I, I open it up when I have no reason to use it. Sometimes I, it's like it's like if I play video games, it would be Eero would be my game. Where I just open it up, I go, "Yep, did the bandwidth test? Everything's looking good." Uh, I'm going to send you a, an image. I uh, I went in because uh, I'm broken inside. I, I went in and I added. I named them all and gave them uh, emoji. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Hey, it's a lot all... of fun, and you and you can and it'll, and it'll tell you. But have you done the thing where you because you're a gentleman? And your kid's friend comes over. Have you done anything with the you scan a little QR code and it just gives them the, the guest password? Uh, I have, but sometimes it seems to me now with iOS, you can, it happens from the iOS, right? Oh, you that's know? true. Yeah. Right. It's such, it's, you're right, though. It's such, it's such a good app. You and me, we came up at a time. Let's go back in the day. You buy yourself a mouse. You buy yourself some kind of fancy, uh, you know, SCSI device, whatever it is. And it comes with a compact disc that has something called a driver on it. And, of course, it's a horrible port. Like, it just works <laughs> like garbage. It's just nonsense. And it's, it's literally excruciating pain to have to use that. Oh, your monitor doesn't understand your cord anymore. Like, you, you lose. And, like... Euro's not like that. The app is the thing. The app is smart. And the app will let you improve your life. If you got that Euro Plus, you yep. can do all kinds of good stuff. They do the thing now where they got the band. Um, I don't know what it's called. I forget what it's called. But they got the thing where like, hey, if you can do 5 gigahertz, we'll remember you can do 5 gigahertz uh, and put that's you in good. the right place. Right. It'll even like soften the blow of moving between devices so yep. you don't get, like if you're running something 4K on your device, it, it won't mess you up. It's a, yep. it's a really good service. Yeah, I was it's gonna, cha changed our game. I was going to tell you about this Eero Plus. Eero Plus is their add-on service. It's like a subscription thing. What do you get? You get, uh, they, they want me to tell you, you get advanced security. You can block ads right at the router level if that's what you want to do. Uh, but all sorts of security stuff uh, VPN protection from encrypt.me that's included when you sign up for Eero Plus. Uh, they include password management from the great people at One Password, which everybody acknowledges is like the you know cream of the cream of the crop for password management cross platform. Uh, all sorts of great stuff when you sign up for Eero Plus. Uh, so here's here's what they want me to tell you to do. 
what you want to do, go to Eero.com. You get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package with one year of Eero Plus by visiting Eero.com slash the talk show. They include the the. Eero, they got it right. They got it right. Eero.com slash the talk show. And then at checkout, you just enter that same code, the talk show. You'll save 100 bucks. And two beacons and a base station is a good, uh, that's a good setup kit. The beacons mm-hmm. are the little uh, nightlight type things. Love them. Mm-hmm. Good company. Anyway, so my thanks to Eero. Uh, here's, uh, here's, the, here's the image. The last thing. Here's the image for um, obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> and that's a very organized blonde. Um, it's, it's, a lady, it's a lady lining stuff up. She's, she's got that beautiful big screen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she's living in some kind of like a Sims world, I think. Uh, she I could be over there trolling to forums with her big monitor, but she's not. She's lining up paint. Is it paint chips or swatches? She's got all of her medicine, her yeah. homeopathics. I there. don't think she's really there. I think that's no. uh, she's like photoshopped in. Oh, man. Do you know what? You know, the world is changing, Merlin. Uh, hmm. And I think for the better. And, you know, it sounds like an odd thing to say. I mean, you and I did a show uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> do you remember there was a, the election? Yeah. The uh, election, an election, like was the, it like a local thing? No, or the, the presidential thing. Where? Uh, oh, that old thing. Yeah, uh, I think we agreed everything's going to be fine, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> is the take of that was the takeaway. It is yeah. funny in light of all of that, the the continuing saga of that, uh, the whole thing. It's an odd thing to say, but the world is still it. It, it, it you know, it, it's getting to be a better place. And I feel like we, as a society, are conscious of things that uh, when we were kids, like in the seventies, you just didn't, you did, you, you just weren't conscious of it. You know, it just it's, it's utterly it's unrecognizable. La la. Week before last last week, my kids uh, at their school they had their annual LGBTQ. Uh, pride parade and all the classes dress as a different color of the rainbow and they have a parade oh that's beautiful and i'm See, taking pictures because i'm like this is this doesn't seem real to me but can you even imagine like i, I mean what is this was, was she in like eighth grade seventh grade <laughs> no she's uh she's about to uh she did a post post-grad year no fifth grade <laughs> Fifth grade. All right. Moving, but, uh, moving on you, to the big leagues next Can you time, imagine yeah. that being in fifth grade and having a yeah. uh, 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 LGBTQ no. uh, just even acknowledging that that was a thing? It just wouldn't, wouldn't happen. John, they have posters and stuff. Like it's an official thing. Uh, my, my son's school, the club, is called uh, GLOW. And I love it. It's, I feel it's a better acronym. It's gay, lesbian, or whatever. Oh, you know what? I'm jeez. Here we go. We had this conversation already. Dang it! Did we? Yes, yes. But it's it's true for lots of things. <laughs> even if not everything, the Overton window is moving. Thank God. And there's just a bunch of stuff where something that seemed not even possible. This is it's bad, John. No, it's bad. This is bad. <laughs> what about bananas? You ever notice how you get? You ever notice how you get banana? And like you have a, like a window for like uh, it's really small for eating it. You ever think about that? <laughs> hey. You should cancel this show. No, do you you're buy, right. Do you buy bananas that are ready to eat, or you buy them? You buy them green and uh, let them let them ripen at home. What do you do? <laughs> My wife is in charge of bananas, and because uh, <clears throat> I don't eat most things that have you know 
uh, non-mammals. I, 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 I don't eat, uh, you know, uh, fruit that doesn't cast a shadow. So she's, 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 a vi- she's vice president in charge of bananas. And um, so it's really, it's really up to her. But I'll tell you what she does do, which is awesome, is that the, the ones that have gone brown, she, she keeps in a very fragrant pantry for the notion of future banana bread. So that's, mm. that's a refreshing smell. What do you? What, give me an update. What do you? What do you like? I like. I like to buy them as ready to eat as possible. <laughs> I don't have a lot of patience. So, like, if I'm at the store and and the mood hits me that hey, you know what would be good? And you know what I enjoy eating? I like bananas. They're good, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And it's it's a it's a great I, I, meal. I kid, but a banana can be a delicious treat. It's a delicious treat. It's a great way to start the day. It's a good breakfast. It, it's you know. Mm-hmm. But then I, I I immediately think, well, I would like to start eating them as soon as I possibly can. So these green ones are no good. Where give me you know give me something that's that's closer to being edible. Yeah. Well, I think you're also being, um, I was going to say realistic. I don't know if that's the right word, but I think, I think one of the problems, they would say, you know, oh, don't go shopping when you're hungry. Well, I think that actually makes a ton of sense in some ways, like, especially if you're a monster like me and you want food that you enjoy. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to have a bunch of like, I don't know what millet. Right. Like, right. I, no. That's like saying, don't go to sleep when you're tired. You know it's what I mean? Exactly, it's exactly like that. It's yeah. exactly like that. So, so yeah, I mean like, but I mean, there's something realistic about saying, oh, I'll enjoy these bananas in the future. Oh, you know, we, I'm so sorry we've talked about this. Also peaches. Are they still, this is years ago we had the banana episode and they still haven't fixed peaches. I'm not. And a, now we've got I'm a monoculture a, with the bananas. Not a fan of the peach. You like be, a plum. Yeah, I love a plum. Yeah, she, you just insert that entire one-hour segment right here, and we just I, save everybody a lot of time. I do love a plum, but I, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, a plum has got to be ripe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like a, yeah. like a good plum though. That's 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 eaten. But the world's getting better, you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think because the, the kids, I think the kids have it. I oh, saw yeah. it today. I I woke up today, and uh, one of the. Th- it, uh, it's I get you know like I told you I'm not feeling that well. I, mm-hmm. you, there should be a way to tell your phone I'm not I'm not feeling well. Don't show me news. You know what I mean? Like oh, I don't want to see the news. Oh my god, yes. Like I feel like I need my constitution to be able to to keep keep up with this. You but just, I, you tell your phone you say hey dingus I need a sick day from the news. Yeah, I need a sick day from the news. Just don't yeah. just don't tell me any news because I saw this story and uh, you know. I, it's Trump. What are we going to do? But I yeah. saw this thing where he, he, he wants to put Bible classes in the public schools. <laughs> Did you see this? No. He wants to put Bible study <laughs> he's, classes. He's, he's practically a monk, so. Right. But okay. it, isn't, right. that the, isn't that the Trumpiest thing? I don't want to, you know, we're not going to go off on a whole political rant here. This is No, no, no. But, the Trumpiest thing is that golf article, which you should definitely read. Oh, the one where he's about him had cheating he's at our, golf. He's basically our at Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's totally Goldfinger. That's exactly what I kept waiting for them to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're, this is the president's ball. No, the ball went in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it falls out of his pants. Well, the funny thing is, Amy told me about the story about him cheating at golf, and I, I've got the book. I haven't I haven't really read the book. I read the article, but I have the book. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Commander and Cheat. It's a you know Rick Riley is the writer. Yeah, guess I should put it in the show notes. But you ever played golf? You ever played? You, you probably did, never played golf. 
Um, in junior high, I had the unhappy accident of moving to Florida with my godforsaken stepfather, and he was running a restaurant at a country club. So I, I had occasion to play an actual game of according to Hoyle huh. golf once. But I, I do like I like a driving range. Yeah. No, no, no. It seems it's the definition yeah. of like frustrating to me. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but like yeah. it's just the amount of. Uh, like control I don't have, power I don't have, and patience I don't have um, makes it exactly not my cocktail. Well, anyway, Amy's telling me the story, and I, I, I'm just trying to get a gauge. Yeah, no, for... I, know, I know, I know most of the most right. of the, the rules and stuff, and I know it's a very courtly game. He's playing, he's playing golf with somebody, and the guy is uh, his his playing partner is like 220 yards away from the green. That's that's long, right? That's what I'm trying to get at here is to mm-hmm. get a sense. Of how far two hundred twenty yards is. I know. I know from from we we golf that that's that that's a long way. Right. And that, that's probably you're going to use well. You use like a three on that probably. Yeah, like a three wood or something. You mm-hmm. can, you know it's practically like a, you know got to hit a drive. This guy hits the shot of his life uphill. It's a par five, so he's on the green in two. He's going to be putting for eagle. Wow. Uphill. Guy gets up there and his his ball is nowhere to be found. And he's looking around, he's looking around, and then uh, there it is over in the bunker, <laughs> off to the <laughs> left of the green. And he was like, son of a bitch, I was, that ball was, it was the greatest shot I ever hit in my life. It was right at the flag, uphill. It had, how, how could this happen? And he you know, finishes the round. And then at the end of the round, Trump's caddy actually comes over to him and says, look, I, I almost never, I never do this, but I got to tell you, uh, he got up there and threw your ball in the bunker. <laughs> And I, it's a hell of a story. Like he literally, Trump got up there in the green first, picked up the guy's ball and threw it in the bunker. Uh, but here's the thing that Amy didn't convey to me. She told me this story. I was like, I got to read this story. I got to read this book. This is going to be great. The guy who it happened to was Mike Tirico, the ESPN. Uh, he's a commentator on ESPN. Like he's wow. real famous. He's like mm-hmm. a famous ESPN guy. Trump threw his ball and right in the bunker. Mm. And like just thinking, like he he wouldn't notice or he wouldn't say anything. I, I think I think the brilliance of this the the way that this idea that you can everything you need to know about the guy is that he cheats at golf. It 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 all plays out from there. That the, the basic story is that yeah, he just expects people not to. This is not something people do. People don't just pick up golf balls. You know, if you're first on the green, you don't kick the guy's ball into the bunker or something. It just isn't done. But why? Why isn't it done? Because that's just not. Yeah, what... like it's like mutual mutual respect for the game. I'm not right. a obviously I'm not a golfer, right. but uh, people but people have that respect for the game. Something. Um, uh, my friend that I do a show with, uh, Do by Friday, my friend Max Temkin said something probably two years ago, and I was like, "Wow, well, Max, you and your observations." But you know, he pointed out. I think it was maybe when the Manafort stuff was heating up. But he said the the, the reason it's so hard to get a bead one re- one of the reasons one of the myriad reasons it's hard to get a bead on this stuff um, is because it's it's it so shocks the imagination how many of the people in this administration are obsessed with impossibly small and petty grifts. And like when you put the petty grifts together, it looks like a big thing. But when you actually uh, sort of analyze it and break it down, it's like ostrich suits and uh, and golf cheating all the way down. Yeah, it's, it's all that's the smallest. Like like any any grown person would not grift at the level they're grifting. Right. Certainly because they just think it's maybe not the right thing to do. But also you're just like, wow, you just. You just you just want to mop up every nickel. I mean, there was a, Chris Hayes had a story about when his band, Chris Hayes from MSNBC, I think, yep. if I get this right. You ever hear this? His band had a CD in like a 
uh, uh, like a music store in a Trump building, and they were trying to negotiate a cut of every like aside from the retail part, they wanted a cut of every CD that was sold there. <laughs> Just impossibly pointlessly, and of course, you got to go back to the spy thing and the thirteen cent check. But like, there's no grift too small, and that's what beggars the imagination. <laughs> he's got he's he's the he's the good golf boy. He's you can go and find all the plaques or just you know he's always salesman of the month. Like right. he, he's the champion for 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 all the things. Yeah, that's the other thing from the book. Um, one of the other stories is how many of his clubs he's the club champion at. <laughs> like how many <laughs> how many club championships he's won, and it includes it includes one of his golf courses. Uh, he's listed as like the 1991 club champion, and the course didn't even open until 1992. And then, so they looked into <laughs> it. News. They looked into it, and right. and they actually, it, it it's the rare instance <sighs> of the whole thing being explained honestly and openly, which was that a spokesperson said that uh, Trump played a uh, like a practice round before the course was open. What would you call it? A like a test Warm-up. round, yeah. Like you know, let's let's see how this oh, course like is. Oh, te- like to test out the new course, right? So what the club mm-hmm. wasn't open yet. Club's playing with uh, three of his buddies to force him months before the club even opens, and then afterwards he declared that that was the club championship because he had a <laughs> he had a good round of good round of golf. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow! You hear the stories about that. I don't know if it's apocryphal, but the story about um, dollar sign uh, Eastern European dictator. I think it was Ceausescu, and how he had anticipated a drive down a long, beautiful boulevard full of. Um, trees that were full of fruit and uh, at least in the story in the telling uh, a lot of the uh, the locals the peasants and the collectives were charged with basically like taping fruit into the tree where he could see it like <laughs> it's some serious adam curtis level stuff right but yeah <laughs> you want it to be you want it to be something bigger like, you know, this is a weird part of you. The accelerationist part of this is like, oh, yeah, let's like figure out what the big thing is. And it's like, no, it's just it's just like, you know, he uh, you know, he goes to Chili's, too, at, at the airport and wants extra napkins and then sues them for 10 billion dollars because they owe him napkins. Don't get me started on the Deutsche Bank thing. It's killing me. But the world's getting better for sure. You ever been to a Chili's too? <clears throat> you know, I've, uh, I've, uh, you know what? I've not gone by design to a Chili's too, because I don't like Chili's Prime, Chili's Actual. Right. And then I feel like I'm Chili's. not sure I want the less good version of the thing I don't like. But am I being is, is that is that racist of me? Should I try it? Uh, I don't know. Is what, there what such? Do you a... get it at Chili's too? You get microwave fries or what? Like, what yeah, do you I don't know. I haven't been to one in a long time, but. I always enjoy the name. Every time I see a Chili's too, and and inevitably it is in an airport, right? I, I, yeah, I think that's it's like a grab and go, right? If you're not up for a nine dollar Wolfgang Puck triangle of sandwich, you could go to Chili's too. Yeah, Chili's yeah. was the uh, when I was at Drexel University back in the '90s was the uh, the the nicest restaurant uh, in University City. And over really? there, really, yeah, that would be that would be, like if you really wanted to take your uh, like your special friend out. You know, like uh-huh. a, yeah, like a, uh, you know, somebody you really want to impress, you take them to Chili's. Was that in the era of the baby back ribs? I believe it was. I mm-hmm. believe it was. And fajitas. I always used to get the. I oh, was, they're smart. Yeah, the fajitas. Yeah. Yeah, half chicken, yeah. half steak. Half they'll, chicken. They'll just do. They'll just do that for you. Yeah, they'll just do that for you. It's that sizzle. You're selling the sizzle, not the steak. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
actually say, I've heard it, I've heard, I've heard it said on some Turns Out podcast, but that, that was the whole idea. It's the sizzling. People hear that. Apparently, the whole, might have been in This American Life, whole place lights up, yeah. lights up. People are, it's uncontrollable. It, it's like some kind of a, like a brain virus hits everybody when they hear like sizzling meat. Right. And then uh, they're, they're like, they're already making the orders because they know how much. Now, I don't know. See, now here's where you get into the science. I don't know if that's because that's the nature of people who go to Chili's. That you know, they get the Pavlovian chicken effect. <laughs> I don't think that. I bet at the Chili's too at the airport, you don't really get that hot sizzle. There's no, no way. Microwave, microwave don't sizzle. Yeah, microwave doesn't sizzle. <laughs> you know, and when you think about it, when you really do think about that that fajita plate, that it seems like something a lawyer should look into. You know, like should they really be delivering a, a 500 degree plate right? God, in front of I the never customer? thought of that. You're absolutely. I mean, they already give you a knife. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, now they're going to give you. They're going to give you. It's it's basically it's a it's a it's a lawsuit with meat. That's just you're just waiting for that. And then they say, what do they say? They they say the thing everybody always says. There's two parts to this. They always say, uh, uh, "Don't touch the plate. It's extremely hot." And so, what do you do? I always touch the plate. I always I always <laughs> so touch I the handle. Band aids. I should bring band aids yeah. when I go to Chili's. Right. I'll yeah. use like my left pinky finger. You know what I mean? Because you know, yeah. who cares if I get a burn on the left pinky finger? It's I'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to type your Z's more slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play hurt. That's the thing. When in your racket, man, you got to play hurt. Got to play. You know hurt. what I mean? You're tired. You're tired. You got a Chili's burn. You got to. You got to play through the pain, man. Doesn't uh, Chili's? Or uh, what are they famous for? Did, uh, margaritas? Do they have margaritas? Uh, is it a Mexican place? What is the theme of Chili's? Now I'm, I, I'm thinking about this. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've been to Chili's many times. But yeah. not not in decades, right? Like I'm talking yeah. twenty twenty five years ago. Oh, I yeah, thought, easy, easy. Like a, like a, like a sit down in the parking lot of the mall, Chili's. You went in, you know, usually because you have to because you're with a group that wants to go to Chili's. You go in there. I'm I'm with you. I feel like it's one of those restaurants that has fourteen hundred items on the menu, but they're all some like slight variation on like appetizers for the table. But I could be wrong. Do they? I mean, what do they call it? Do they call it Tex-Mex? Is that what they call it? it I don't know if they could do that for for like legal reasons. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think of that. And I mean, like, you know, uh, but you're right. I mean, this is the thing. And you see this when you travel. And I'm not going to say this in a nasty way. But like when you travel, like, like you and I live in places where like you can go and get stuff. You can go and get you a hoagie. Like right. That's probably going to be real good with the, with the oil and everything. And it, it smells like an eighth grader, which is how you know it's a good hoagie. <laughs> It should smell. It should smell like like an like a like an eighth grader that hasn't gotten the talk yet. That, right. That's a, if your hoagie doesn't smell like that, it's a sub, and I don't want any. Of that. I can go. I go two blocks from here. Don't be creepy. I go get me a burrito. I get me. A, I get me a, a big ass burrito. But then when I travel, I'm just like, oh, like well, what is what is the thing nearest by that will give me comfort so I can just sit in a bathtub and watch Bob's Burgers in the mirror. Like I just need. I just need something, something, anything, and that's when I feel like I'm stuck in those situations. And then I over order a bunch of food that I don't want. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Now, see, like an Outback, I'll, I, I, can, I can fuck with an Outback. I, I, like I, don't, an I, don't outback. Hate, I don't hate Outback. I have not been to an Outback in a number of years, but I, I would, in a pinch, I would go to an Outback in a second. I think people like, I think people like, this goes back to what? I feel like there's this thing, and I don't know if you had these where you were, but there was that trend in... I'm going to say the 70s. I'm going to talk on my ass for a minute. Like, I feel like there's this trend of, like, places that probably, like, used to be a pickup bar 
and they got the brass railings and they're playing Steely Dan's Asia. And, and you go in there and, and instead of, of uh, finding fast handy, it's going to be like happy hours and specialty drinks. And you know what I'm saying? And like those kinds of places. Mm. Then that led to like what? Bennigan's. That led to that. Yeah. All these different chains of like the brass railing restaurants with the fer- ferns and stuff like that. And then I, I kind of because what like, you're saying, what you're saying is that the originals were were legit establishments where there was an actual restaurant tour. Somebody who I th- cared, I think so. Somebody cared, yeah. and oh, ab- ab- absolutely. And, they, and then and, yeah, and they just wanted you to be comfortable. They wanted they wanted uh, you know like a dark wood atmosphere. Put dark, some dark wood and just get in on that sweet, sweet seventies horny market. Like, yeah. like be able to get in there and like, you know, happy hours used to be a huge thing, even into the eighties. Do you remember happy hours? Oh yeah. I mean, you still say happy hour and it's like whatever, two for one beers. But back then it was, they would have like a buffet. You could go, you could go, you know, I absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know how that spawns a chain of like, you know, 800 restaurants or whatever but that's the problem and this is this is where i I don't want to sound like a jerk but like uh san francisco where i live actually has laws about this they have i forget the name of it i heard a uh, planet money about this um and like dealing with the blight of dollar stores and the, the horrible tangled mess of like nothing, no shade, no lemonade, but dollar stores have kind of taken over. They've pushed out. It's kind of like how Walmart was 20 years ago, where like it's very difficult to start and especially sustain a grocery store in a lot of, you know, urban and suburban areas. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, now there's places that are getting these San Francisco style laws that are like, here's a hard limit on the number of locations for this kind of store or restaurant that, that you can have. But a lot of places, that's what there is. Like it's, it's going to be Applebee's or it's, you know, it's going to be, uh, I say Jardin d'Olive, but you're going to have an Olive Garden. You know what I'm saying? Those kinds of things. And that's, that's like where you can go. And then subways, so many subways. <laughs> Isn't subway uh, number one, uh, franchise in the world like they they remember it was like a uh it was like a thing when they got close to mcdonald's but then they just soared oh, right, right past mcdonald's because they'll put a subway anywhere yeah they, they fit into a lot of places and then they tend to stay there yeah uh yeah like if, no, if you've you know got what? a weird retail spot i mean like a really weird you're talking i'm talking like a triangle shaped building right mm-hmm. like really weird square footage and you think well what could you possibly do here you can make a subway Oh, sweet Maui onion. I'm looking at a, let an article here in the, uh, it's just it's the first thing I found on Google, um, top uh, franchise businesses. And, and they're telling me Subway's number one. Yeah, I think it's number one. Remember yeah. the Boston market? It used, to be, it used to be kind of a treat. It was one of those things for me, like this is going to sound monkey balls, but like, do you remember like a time when KFC was a treat? Like oh, Taco yeah. Bell was a, was a treat and Subway was a, was a treat. My friends yeah. and I used to drive to, like, when we go buy our records in Tampa, like, 45 miles away, like, we would always stop at Taco Bell. Like, it was a big deal. They had nachos and cheese, man. they just give it to you. We had, we had a weird restaurant growing up in uh, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. It was called Gino's, G-I-N-O-S, fast food. Hmm. And it okay. was, uh, I haven't Googled this. I should, maybe I should look it up and see if I'm completely misremembering, but, uh, it was somehow affiliated with Kentucky Fried Chicken because you could go into Geno's and you could get Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it would what? it would say KFC. It had a picture of the Colonel on it, tasted good. But you could also at Geno's you could get like a hamburger, 
Oh, so it was my like God. Yeah, did you ever hear of this? I'm looking at it right now. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, G- Gino's Burgers and Chicken, and and they had some kind of uh, arch uh, affiliation with with KFC. That's so weird. And that was like when you were like what, like a teen that that happened. Oh no, I was probably about six years old. This is we're talking late seventies. Okay. Uh, right around you know right around like uh, Reagan getting into office. Okay. All right. right? Yeah, and we that, that would be uh, like you said a treat. That would that yeah. we'd go there like once a week or something like that. And now listen, don't don't spoil the joke by guessing too high. But give me your give me your reckon on how many um, subways there are worldwide. Is it is it, yes? Uh, I'm going to say eight thousand. Okay, that's a really good guess. Well, um, they're in 112 countries. There are 42,431 wow. subways. <laughs> 42,000. 42,000. I bet some are better than others. I bet some are cleaner than others. But but they all have that cheese that's like a child's color form game from from the 70s. You know what cheese on that? They can hear, you can hear the air quotes on it. Oh, my God. This talk has been a bomb to my soul, Marlon. Really? Yeah, really, it really is. We, we, we haven't Am talked I right? about do I, do I, technology headlines. Do I feel, uh, do I sound like I'm lightheaded? Do you sound like I, you're lightheaded? Because I, I feel I've, like John. John, I I've could spent use some it. time. I've gotta, heard you being a lot more lightheaded. I think you're doing great. I I just feel like I can maybe take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you give yourself that gift? You know what I'm saying? You've earned it. Do you know how hard it is to podcast? You know how much how difficult it is to pay attention to another white man for up to seven hours for one of your shows. It's a lot of work. It's a lot uh, of work. You got to write things down. You got to you got to Google Subway. Yeah. I had yeah. this aired. Look, I'm uh, catching up here. I've got the. Uh, I keep making notes because you keep. You know, it's hard to keep up with you. I will say this. Mm. You always put me on my A game. No, no, but on. you think. See, the, right now you sound a little lightheaded. Yeah, but one of the big differences between me and you is uh, you think fast and talk fast, and I think slow and talk slow. Famously, <laughs> I mean, there, I, I can't tell you how many times I get emails from people who say, "Thank God for Overcast with the uh, Smart Speed speech." feature because i would never be able to listen to your show because Ugh. i'm a slow talker I, I just am but you're a deep thinker well I'm all like, i wanted I'm, to say i'm, I, I'm like a, i'm like a puddle the size of the atlantic ocean uh i wanted to you go just, back you just stomp around in me till you're done did you know that uh happy hour we were talking about happy hour yeah uh do you know that it is illegal in massachusetts happy hour is illegal in massachusetts it's a state law yeah i believe and now this it it that it could have changed since since I was there, but I believe it has not. Uh, but the idea is that you uh, you're not allowed to sell drinks at a discount, like whatever your standard price is for like a beer. Whoa! All day long, you got to offer it at the same price because they don't want you uh, enticing. They they felt like uh, uh, you know if if you offer a discount beer, let's say between four and six. What okay. what do you think is when's the standard happy hour? I think happy hour is um, starts at four and it might go to seven. Is just my reckon. Four to six, four to seven, something around yes. there, right? Yes. Uh, but they don't. What they don't want is to eight states, John. Eight states have made happy hour illegal. Yeah, because it uh, they they think it promotes uh, binge drinking. Because you might you start think, early. Well, and and you know, let's say uh, you know it gets around to six thirty. You look down at your watch, six thirty. Uh, you might want one or two more. But you feel like you gotta, you know, gotta get them quick because uh, if you wait too long, you'll be paying full price. The price, the price doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess Utah. I mean, Utah. I mean, is anybody drinking well, in Utah? 
Alaska, that seems weird. So, and it's to curb the uh, the binge drinking and alcoholism. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of squirrely. I've I've encountered personally a lot of squirrely laws about this stuff. Yeah. It's it's just it's also strange. Like where my lady's from in Rhode Island, like it's dotted with places that are dry, hmm. and so you got to drive as much as a it's, it's Rhode Island. It's a it's yeah. a toy state. You, <clears throat> you you sometimes drive as much as a quarter mile to get to a place over here. And then some of the places you've been to South Carolina where they got the big red dot outside. Yeah, yeah, I've been to South Carolina. I think it's South Carolina or, or like, you know, or just the whole like sort of package store thing or yeah. package store thing where it's like there's this living. Uh, I don't know why, but like over here we sell the alcohol and over there like we sell the like, you know, uh, Mr. and Mrs. T blood and bloody Mary mix because we can't sell them together. Right. Like, but they, got, they just got two doors on the place. It's so odd. <laughs> Florida, Florida, you couldn't get uh, alcohol before I want to say noon or one on Sundays because of Jesus, they wouldn't let you do that. Oh, Pennsylvania, we had blue laws until very recently. Uh, you couldn't buy any booze on Sunday. That's I mean, crazy. But then in New York City, you can go to a bar till like four. Yeah, there's no closing time. Man. And nothing happens. I feel like, you know. I guess you adapt. I mean, yeah. you know, we the the the, uh, the city started giving us a smaller trash can a, a few months ago. Oh, and yeah. I was really surprised. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's San Francisco. But, like, we have a giant, giant, giant. Uh, this will actually be covered on the next episode of Reconcilable Differences, I'm sorry to say. But they give us this giant, like, 32-gallon thing <laughs> for recycling. Right? And that's cool. But then we get this, like, 16-gallon, which is smaller than you think, for trash. And I thought, oh, there's no way we'll ever adapt to this. And then somehow we did. I guess you just get used to stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of the recycling. Are you? Oh, boy. You, sh- you sure you want to go there? You sure you want to do this? You're going you're gonna to get so much email. I, I have, I have, I have, I have, cons- if I'm being honest, John, I have concerns. I've heard things. I've heard things about recycling. Have you heard things about recycling? Uh, Philadelphia, uh, half of our recycling uh, gets incinerated. And they, oh. they announced this is good news, I, like that they're going to stop, start incinerating less. <laughs> is, the less dump, than, is, the dump half, is the dump half empty or half full? <laughs> uh, but the part that makes me so mad is that we have gotten at least three tickets from uh, since we, we moved about two years ago. And since we've lived in this place, we we have new garbage men, I guess, uh, different part of town. And we've three times gotten like a $50 fine for uh, uh, something. Yeah, like uh, like the one time they, they claimed that we had recycling stuff in our non-recycling trash. Like some, you know, like a piece of cardboard. We had like a cardboard box. Well, it, it wasn't even that you put a styrofoam block in the recycling. It's that you missed something and there was like, right. a, like an aluminum can in your... Right. That's wild. Oh, my God. Right. And they enforce that? Well, I, I very seemingly very randomly. That's uh, like, isn't that like a running red lights level of cash? It makes me so mad, though, because they were just burning <sighs> it up anyway. Oh, my God. <sighs> Uh, I just put something in notes for you. Um, episode of the excellent podcast, um, 99% invisible and it's called national sword. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of lays bare. What a terrible racket this is. San Francisco put huge resources into years ago, like some, some years ago, like fairly recently, but huge resources into this incredible technology 
that's just like if you use a coin star yes you use coin star okay yeah. like coin star like that seems stupid like oh god why can't i just dump all my coins in here? i think that was the result of like an mit project for like here's this problem we haven't be- been able to solve which is like effectively sorting coins kicking out the bad ones apparently in engineering you would know better than me it's a, it's a much more difficult problem than people had realized and so imagine taking Coinstar and applying that to recycling and trash. So it's real good at like running down this like, you know, Lucille Ball style conveyor and like picking out this kind of thing, that kind of thing. Here's where that goes. Here's where this goes. And all this money went into this. And then something happened here. Uh, says here, since 2001, China was one of the biggest. Do you know this story? Have you heard this story? Nope. Okay, so this is, this is where, and you're going to get an email about this. Um, since 2001, <laughs> China was one of the biggest buyers of American recycling. That is until last year. When China pulled a move that no one saw coming, they stopped buying. So we've been putting a bunch of it on, on chips to hand over there. But China's like, you know what? We don't need your stinky-ass recycling. It's all dirty. We can't do anything with it. Like, we, we, we can't, we, I, I got nothing for you. Like, so it's right? just floating around in the Pacific Ocean with, on, on a barge or something now. Yeah, it's like it's out there making uh, freedom reefs, you know? Yeah. yeah, and so they had this thing called, get ready. Now, America, you really need to up your game and how you name stuff. Uh, they had something called Operation National Sword. Okay, so I'm just reading from uh, this is uh, Avery Truffleman, whom I love, uh, is uh, is the producer on this. Uh, National Sword was China's ban on foreign recyclables. It banned four categories and 24 types of imports starting in 2018. Uh, it's steadily expanded. So, so we'll cut to the chase. Okay, well, where are we with that now? Like, we I get to feel good about putting all my uh, my stuff in the big blue can, but like. Oh, the market ain't what it used to be. There was a time when the, I think in particular, the aluminum and to some extent the bottles, you know, like somebody's got to sort it. Somebody's got to figure it out. Somebody's got to get the styrofoam out of there. And then like, (laughs) did you know it went on a ship to China? No. I I didn't know that. It's never made any sense to me because. Does Does that run on like good feelings and Sarah McLachlan CDs? No, it's like pumping out tons of fuel to like get your garbage to China. And like, then they stopped. Like if I put three things in my recycling, let's say I have a uh, a can of beer, yep, uh, a bottle, a glass bottle, or love four things, right? Glass bottle, mm-hmm. uh, a plastic bottle, and a piece of cardboard. Like you know, let's just face it, from Amazon, right? I put those four things. They all go in the blue container, but they're those you. They're all very different things. Absolutely, it makes when no we, sense. When we first started recycling at my college. In 1986, it was an effort where we were like, okay, we want to do this thing. And t- here's, here's what cycling re- recycling required in 1986 was that we, after the party, we come out there the next morning with those big gray husky cans, you know, those big trash yep. cans. And we would collect all the cans and all the bottles. Now, the cans were pretty straightforward. You empty them out and you put them in the can one. But like you put your uh, – what? You put your Budweiser's in the um, brown bottle one you put your rolling rocks in the green one you put your miller uh, genuine drafts into the clear one if memory serves like you had to go and break all of that stuff down and then you had to drive it somewhere where, where they <laughs> took the recycling and now today you know i could i i could i could throw in some some hagen containers and urinate on it and i'll just assume that someone takes care of that like, yeah. it's recycling it went in the blue thing 
I don't know. I don't want you to get a lot of email about it. Yeah, this, I don't want to get email. If anybody's... I, a, but you're fight, we're all fighting Operation National Sword, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, President G wrote me a beautiful letter. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and uh, thank our next sponsor. It's our good friends at Fracture. You, you were just talking about Florida. You ever been to Gainesville? That's where they're... Sure have. Uh, sure have. My band played there one time. They got a college there and, and a lot of food places. Well, and uh, I've never been to the... Refac- re- re- the I've never, never <laughs> been to the refractory. Yeah. I haven't but either. But I do have several of their units uh, hanging in my house right now. Look, Big fan. They... You, you guys know Fracture. I, they sponsor <laughs> the show all the time. Come on. You yeah. take your pictures. You got them on your phone. You send them to Fracture. They print them out directly on glass. You can get them real big. One of the, I, I, one of the most shocking things to me is you really think about it. It's like I still think of the cell phone as, as sort of being a baby camera, right? Like it, it, it's not my real camera, quote unquote real camera. Uh, you know what? A cell phone, you can take a picture. You take pictures with your cell phone you can print them huge like 32 mm-hmm. inches 24 inches big big prints and they look fantastic like the resolution on a modern cell phone camera is amazing fracture appre- i mean you don't appreciate it if you uh, i'm sorry to interrupt but you, you yeah. don't you don't appreciate it if even if you got like like me i got a fancy boy iphone 10 you don't appreciate it on screen you appreciate it when you get back to your base camp and look yeah. at it in my case on this 5k iMac and yeah. oh my god the detail that you just it just pops and like so what are you going to do it's mother's day you, you're going to send your phone to your mom yeah. Tell her well, I said hi. No, don't do that. It's probably a little late for Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, probably a little late for Mother's Day. But, <laughs> so, so, but that's this, why you have to send her your literal phone. The thought yeah, is yeah. there. Father's yeah. Day is coming up. You could do it for Father's Day. Mother's Day, we're probably going to be a tight fit here. Um, yeah, yeah. But look, it's a great company with great products. Everybody I know, and I know, you know, look, they're paying me to say this. They're sponsoring the show. But I'm telling you, these things are fantastic, and people do mention it like people notice like these look different than just getting a regular picture printed out like when you buy them for people they're like amazed because they go edge to edge they don't need a frame everything is great about them and they say where did you get this you know like people actually notice that these are remarkable prints of your photos send them to your uh, family they're the greatest gift in the world and like i always say i'm a terrible gift buyer because i never know what to get anybody the great thing about fracture is that you can just keep going back to the well and just like every year get your get your mom some fracture prints of the dog or the kids or the family you know whoever whoever's in just your go, life just go in and look at your favorites i mean yeah. like one thing we do is like we share stuff with the family through a because we're you know cucks for apple we do a shared um you know iCloud a photo album but like even if you just do something as simple as like like don't wait until december 20th to do oh. this go go and look at your favorites like maybe even hop back a few months and look at the one you go oh my god i forgot how, how well that turned out right and then like you have no idea how happy you're going to make somebody it's going to arrive it pops and it has this the, the stuff you need right there if you want to hang it up i mean it, it really they really are beautiful uh, so where do you go? Go to Fracture.me. That's the website. Fracture.me for a special discount. They don't have a code or anything like that. Just go there. Uh, your first Fracture order will include a special discount. And then they have a one-question survey at the end of the process. You go there. You, you buy your prints. You get them ordered. And then they'll ask you one question, which is where did you hear of Fracture? And then uh, just tell them that was the uh, the talk show. 
you always do such a good job. I, one of the, my favorite little things Come about having on. you on the show is that you always jump in. You know, a lot of these shows. You, you, you like that? Oh, I, I love it. Oh, I, I, I feel think like it's, it's the a best. nuisance, Sean. No, it's the best. Well, you know, one thing I do differently. We want to talk a little bit here about the art of podcasting. Uh, okay. I do the show. I do these ad reads. I just interrupt our conversation, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, you're sitting there listening to me do that. Most shows that are maybe a little bit more polished will do the sponsor reads, you know, separately from the recording of the, the interview talk portion of the show. And then they'll put them in through the magic of audio editing. They mm-hmm. will insert them in there. And then we'll play a little bit of electronic music as a music bed. Yeah. Uh, I don't do it that way. Uh, I don't know why, but I will tell you one of the weird things about doing a podcast every once in a while, I will have to do one in post. Uh, because let's say that the uh, I don't have the information from the sponsor. Like I know that uh, Company X is going to be sponsoring the show, but I don't have it yet. I don't have the read, but I've already scheduled my my interview. You know, with you or or Moltz or whoever is on the show this week. You know, so I'll do that, and then in post, I will I will record the show mm-hmm. or the uh, the podcast read. I I can never get them out. I I mean. Like my, my audio recording folder on my Mac is filled with like, every time it happens, it takes me like eight, it takes eight takes. You almost, you almost make it to the end and eat the booger. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some that are like 14. You can kilo- learn more about <laughs> And then there's some that are only like 14 kilobytes. All of mine end with like screaming four expletives right before I hit the stop button. <laughs> but there is something to doing it. Uh, extemporaneously live like i feel like i've got to have a little bit of an edge i gotta i gotta keep you or whoever my guest is on on a particular week i want to keep you entertained and i feel like if i'm doing that uh, that would mean that the the thousands of people out there listening to the show are perhaps entertained by by what's actually an advertisement mm-hmm. uh I need that edge, but like when I do it in post and I, I don't really have to keep somebody's interest, I, I cannot get it out. Yeah. It's hard. I end up talking to myself inside the ad read like a crazy person. And like, I'm like, oh, what do you think of that? Pretty good. Like, I just, I sound like an insane person. And like, I think people are pretty forgiving of an in the show read, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I don't know. See, I, no, I don't want to be partisan about this, but like, I, I, I like that kind of read. I understand why people don't. You know, uh, you get your like <laughs> your monkey balls dynamic ad insertion system that's going to go and like make sure it's something relevant. But like, I also think it's valuable. Like, if you genuinely like what the thing is, and you can say why, and like, I, I think that doesn't hurt. Yeah. No, it's definitely you know. It, it, one of the nicer things about being in this podcast racket is that the sponsors really are good companies. You know, Fracture is a great. We company. haven't reached the level where they start to really suck. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you want to stay right where you are, buddy. You don't want to get too much bigger. Or you're going to be doing, like, refis and, like, we buy houses and stuff like that. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you guys know 1-800-WE-BUY-HOUSES. <laughs> That's no good. Did you listen to uh, – I think I was talking with Moltz a couple weeks ago. Uh we were talking about baseball stadium names. You know that the, ah, uh, the worst the Comiskey. Worst. What used to be Comiskey Park in Chicago, where the White Sox play, is now uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. 
that's I I feel like I responded to maybe your uh, okay. What is the what is the deal with the stadiums being named for loan companies? I guess that's where with, all the money with like is. Loan, with like loan in the name. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But then somebody on Twitter, I forget who it was. Uh, I thank you for it. But they sent me the. They were like the the name isn't the worst part. The logo is the worst part because the guaranteed rate logo is a down pointing arrow. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, it lets you know that your rate will be down. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I but, guess so. Oh my god, no, that's 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 no good. I'm trying to see names here. So what do we got? Uh, some of these are all right. So is Fenway Park still Fenway Park? I guess oh, yeah. so. Yeah, that's still Fenway. They Angel can't change Stadium, that. Bush Stadium. I could live with Bush Stadium. Citizens yeah, because the, Bank. See, the Bush, Bush Stadium is an interesting one because the Bush family owned the Cardinals. So they kind of, you know, and then they had, you know, they, they put their name on their own brand of beer. So they just by naming it with their family name, yeah, right. they, were, they were simultaneously advertising for their, uh, you know, for their fine selection of American loggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Rig- Wrigley ditto, Field. Ditto for, Cor- ditto for Coors Field. Right. But look, John, Wrigley, Globe Life, Wrigley's a great Globe example. Life Park, Globe Life Park in Arlington. That's that's four nouns. Yeah. That's not a name. Like Globe Life Park. I mean, like what is what is that even? <sighs> Guaranteed Rate Field. Guaranteed Rate Field. Oracle Park. Petco Park. It's kind of nice when it reflects a local uh, business, though. And so Wrigley is the is the, is the chewing gum people. Yeah, that's the chewing gum. All right, got... that's cool. That's kind of cool. I wonder if they sell gum at the at the ballpark. I bet they don't. Yeah, because you know it's somebody's got to scrape that up. Somebody's got to scrape that up, and, but they are Wrigley, so maybe they maybe they have to. Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Don't they stop selling beer like after the seventh inning stretch? Yeah, I think that. I don't know if that's like uh, like a major league bylaw. Or it mm-hmm. just all the stadiums just sort of have come to the uh, to the same you know agreement. But I believe, yeah, I believe the seventh inning is the last time you can buy a beer at, at most ballparks. I guess that's probably a good idea. Well, what stinks though is if you get into an extra inning game. Uh, friend of the show, oh, you know, sure. you know Paul Cafasis, right? Oh One yeah, time of course. We were uh, uh, went to the Yankee Stadium, and we I think we were watching a Red Sox Yankees game. Yeah, it was a <laughs> Red Sox Yankees. He loves game. the Yankees. <laughs> Uh, and I believe the game went into the uh, 16th inning. It might might have been the 17th. I don't know, but it's. I'll tell you what. Once you know it, you could use a beer. Like sometime around the 13th inning, you could use a beer. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah, you can't get one. They don't restart it though. It isn't no, there's like no you way to restart go- it. Okay, no. they don't have like an interregnum where you take a little break and drink some water. No, and then they, they yeah, all right. Hmm. Probably send the people home and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, I don't know. What's your uh, thoughts on this uh, with this luminary and and the paid subscription model for podcasts? Um, I mean, I guess my take comes from a few different angles, all of which should have some kind of like asterisk or disclaimer. But I mean, you know, a big part of these companies who come in and want to disrupt a market. I mean, in a lot of cases, a lot of companies, you know, from our area, <laughs> let's say. Um, you know, what, what they mean is like, we've, we found a way around the rules for now. And like, as long as we can keep the money coming in, you know, we're going to be able, uh, to, you know, at least let's just say skirt conventions. And, but then in, in other cases, boy, I'm trying not to sound unkind. 
you get carpetbaggers and you get people who are coming in and, and look at like, you know, idiots like you and me, probably me more to an extent than you is like, I am an OG fan of podcasting as an independent medium. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you don't have podcasting without independence and not to get all, you know, Marco here, but I'm, I agree. I, I really agree that if you, if your show is not part of a, you know, an RSS feed that anybody can get in pretty much any app. But that's not really a podcast. I mean, we do a Patreon for the Do By Friday show. Hmm. But, like, I don't think people would be at all attracted to that show, um, to, to supporting what we did on the other show. We don't have ads in that case, you know, in, unless we had that, the, the free stuff. And, it, you know, that doesn't go away. It's not going to be some kind of like a, I don't want to name names, but, like, it's not going to be one of those eventually this goes private. Like, that's, as long as we are around and can afford the hosting, like... It'll be there for you. So I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything very unique to say about this, but it, there is – it does kind of put me off my beer a little bit when folks come in. They're like – like, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the, the guy in um, The Music Man. Is it Henry Hill or is Henry Hill the one from Goodfellas? No, Henry Hill is Goodfellas. <laughs> anyway, the character that Robert Preston plays, um, please email John. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or the you know the monorail salesman right. comes into town. It's like, oh, are you sucker being a sucker and dealing with all right. that advertising? And it's like, you know, uh, we got trouble right here in Podcast City. And um, so um, when those folks come along and are vending their solution to people, sometimes it really feels like they're vending a solution to a non-existent problem. And I don't know, see, I don't want to go on about it, but like in the case of Luminary, of course, I downloaded the app and I'm like, oh God, of course, instantly I need to have an account for this. And I just closed it up. And, you know, people who have used the app say it's like not the worst app in the world, but it's not a great app. And um, it is, it's it's, really weird that you can't just paste in the RSS feed for a a podcast. Like, so the only way I, so I, I, you download the Lumen, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's not a great app, but I, you know, for professional diligence. Can you import like OPML? Nope. Oh man. That's not who it's for though, right? Right. I guess. Well, and I think part of it is like the whole thing with it, it is just so it's weird to me. Like, that uh, so the New York Times has this podcast that is apparently just a genuine sensation. The Daily, huge. It huge. is it maybe like the biggest podcast in the world, uh, or it's mm-hmm. up there, right? And they, it's it's just a you you know, there's a URL. About, uh, t- Twenty minutes, half hour every morning. Michael right. Barbaro talks to somebody from the New York Times about a story, yeah. and it became um, like improbably popular. I listen to it. I listen to it most days. It's a good show. But like it spawned you know, a lot of imitators. The Post does one. That's yeah. good. And, and there's all of those. But like, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're always, I believe, I don't follow this stuff anymore, but I feel like I've heard some pretty bananas numbers on how they do. And they, I think they are often at the top, if not consistently at the top on itunes it's but it it it, they deserve it it's great uh that's super cool it's great to to see some you know an old institution like the new york times thriving in a new medium but what Mm -hmm. they've done with luminary is they've just said we don't want our podcast in your app and but it's it's just a regular old-fashioned podcast where if you know the url and you go to that url you get an rss feed in xml format and if your software can you know, parse the RSS, then you can see here's all the episodes and here's the URLs for the episodes. And they're all just out there on, 
the public internet. Yeah. And, and they just said, we don't want our podcast in your app, which is a very weird thing and sort of antithetical to like, imagine like if I said to uh, Google, I was like, I don't want Daring Fireball to be in Chrome. <laughs> Like I'm, oh, it's not. You're not even talking robots.txt. You're saying like right. I don't want. Like I, I'm. I right. just. It's not I, robot. I'm it's morally not, opposed to opera. Right. This is all just through handshakes. The New York Times is just like we don't want to be in there, and mm -hmm. the luminaries like we don't want any trouble. We don't want any lawsuits. So okay, but that's why I think that they can't just let you paste a URL in because then you could paste the URL for the daily. In. Do you think that's why? I guess I don't know. I I uh, geez I don't know. I think uh, I would suspect that or maybe it's they... more to drive you to the directory right. and get you clicking on stuff that's being featured and stuff like that. But like, so is there, I mean, help me, help me. I, I don't fully understand what their deal is, but like, so it's, the idea is that you can get all the podcasts you already love, asterisk. Um, so you're already like a big podcast fan. So you've heard Serial right. and there's that. And then, um, cause you know, that's, they in, invented podcasts right. a couple years back. And, um, the idea is you're going to really want this Trevor Noah show that's unavailable anywhere else. And then how much do you pay a month for that service? Uh, I think they're charging like eight bucks, bucks a month, eight, okay. eight or 10 bucks a month. Okay. I All don't right. Know. I don't know. I, I don't get it. But And the other thing, too, that annoys me, and I wrote a piece about it, and maybe it, I, maybe I'm a bit pedantic about it uh, in terms of should they be calling these shows, quote, podcasts? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I don't regret it, but I feel like I was a little strident, you know, and, and there's a mm -hmm. part of me that rolls my eyes at my own argument that podcasts should be something that you can listen to in any podcast app. And a little bit is that me saying what the way I think things should be as opposed to the way they are or the way they had been. Right. I mean, is it a podcast is Trevor Noah's show a podcast if it's only available in the app? Maybe well, the problem is you, if I could say in that instance, you, or in fact, many of us um, are taking any number of pieces of bait here, if I could say. So like in that case, the, the, um, so the bait, the bait here is like, Mah. like, you know, you say, ah, oh, that's not really a podcast. And it's like, well, okay. Is it a podcast? Is it not a podcast? I could think right. of an example or a counter example of almost any kind of audio people listen to that. I mean, look at Amazon. Amazon has tried this with like, you buy into this service to get these shows. Um, certainly there are people like us who have a Patreon with a nominally private feed for these things. Mark Marin or whomever, or mm. back in the day, Ricky Gervais, like he would just cut off after a certain number of episodes and you had to buy them on iTunes, I think was his model. So, I mean, the, the problem is that like we take the bait on that. So now we're arguing. Now we sound like old men who are like arguing about like, like who the best shortstop was or something. Right. And like, no, you know, that's, that's not, that's, that's one of the, that's maybe the first, I don't know if it's the second piece of bait. The other big piece of bait is that they, they seem to have like so many of these folks, they seem to have presented it. I want to be careful here. They seem to have presented it as like, you know, this grift where all these dingling podcasters want to make you listen to ads for stuff you don't want is killing you, isn't it? Like, isn't it terrible? And uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so what happens? Now, we take the bait on that. We, not me personally, but some people take the bait on that. And they're like, hey, some people might just be honest, like, honest to them and say like, no, you're taking food out of my mouth. And other people, um, you know, everybody's got their reasons, but all of that 
detracts from the kind of the, the, the big picture thing, which is like anybody who enters a market like this, somebody who enters a, a market this mature at this point is probably not here. They're here because they like the idea of that market and the future market. They're not here because they love the stuff. Right. Right. They're, 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 maybe, maybe that maybe that shouldn't matter. And maybe I'm being I'm being a real I'm being very silly about that. But like, why do you get an influx of some, whatever, however many like, you know, um, millions or tens of millions of dollars? Well, because they think somebody thinks and they're smart people. Right. But somebody on Sand Hill Road thinks throwing this big bag of money over time is going to let you capture a market in, in a way that's going to be difficult to compete with. That's, that's the point. You don't, you don't get $20 million in VC money right now to be the fourth best anything. You're getting that because you're going, everybody looks at Amazon and says, oh my gosh, they've turned the whole world upside down because they are not profitable. They had for years, they were not profitable in the usual way. They found ways to pivot, da 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 And like, I don't know if that's the best example, but I think that's why folks come into this. And like what, what we, I think what we kind of need to be interrogating is like, okay, well, like, um, like who is this great for is maybe right. one way to put it. Who, who is this really great for? Cause like, let's even take the podcasters out of it. Cause who cares? But like, is this, is this a particularly good thing for existing or new listeners? I, I don't know. It, it kind of doesn't seem like it. And I, so the old man part of me does believe that this medium would not be where it is today and as quote unquote successful as it is today if it did not have this legacy of being independent and free as in all the definitions of free. And mostly. just, and so simple. It is so, so you know, very simple. Right. Like, and and thank, thank you to Apple for, for helping us with that. Right. And thank God they haven't screwed the pooch on that yet. But yeah, Isn't no, that, 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 that's, that's the big rant is like, okay, so like they say in uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, what is this in service of? So if you, if your company succeeds really well, like, so they're going to have some kind of press release about blah, 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 so many new consumers and downloads and all this stuff. But like, even with Spotify, I'm a huge fan of the Spotify music stuff. I think as it is right now, their podcast experience is just hot garbage. Um, but at least with Spotify, you have to like, Spotify and Google, I think you have to like ask to be in there. I don't think they're scraping everybody's feeds. Yeah, I don't scraping so, yeah. is a strong word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But but in this case, they're going to gather they're going to gather up all of this stuff, which is admittedly freely available. HTTP feeds of stuff, not that different from a website. But they're putting all that into their thing. And go look look at this wonderful stuff that we put together. I just don't know how in five years. I'm not sure how this works out great for almost anybody, but the folks who are looking for a 10 X on their investment. That's cynical, but that's how I feel. I, a couple people made the same point and I think it's kind of obvious. So I don't know who to give credit to, but it's not my idea. I saw several people make this when this whole luminary thing broke a week and a half, two weeks ago, but like the, the thought and it, but I think it's true. And it, and I think it's really kind of interesting to think about is that podcasting is really the only part of the internet left that works the way the internet is supposed to work. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, lots of people have, uh, you know, just to, again, credit lots of anonymous people who said the same thing. But like, you know, we've all seen those ridiculous terms of, terms and conditions on a site that say you have to ask permission before you link to us and stuff like that. Right. And the Cory Doctors of the world have like roundly understandably criticize that and say that's crazy that's what the web is 
No, I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, free, when I say free, you know, the free is in beer, free is in speech, but I also mean like free as an independent, free, at, free as in like, um, you know, to kind of take it back in some ways to that talk we did at South by Southwest that we always find a way to bring up. <laughs> like it's, I, you know, there are many like it, but this is mine. Like this is my thing. And like it's 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 when when places have like scraped my feed in the true sense of the word in the past, it wasn't that I was mad they were taking away ad dollars. It was mad that they were trying to like put my stuff somewhere that I didn't want it to be in a right. bad neighborhood. Right. And that I'm, I'm not implying I don't mean to imply specifically here that Luminary is a bad neighborhood, but I do feel like the ability part of independence is that ability for better or worse to be con, be able to control what it is that you that you make up to a certain point, right? So I mean like. And this is why I never – I very rarely intentionally use the word pirating to talk about illegal downloading. And, and maybe it's a distinction without a difference. But I think of pirating as somebody who like burns a DVD and sell, sells it at the swap meet. You know, um, right. it, maybe that's not the greatest thing in the world. But, you know, it's, it's something where like, you know what, take all my stuff you want. I can always make more stuff. But like don't, don't make me a flower bed in your walled garden and act like that benefits me. I don't think that's, I don't think that's cool. It's that part of that freedom is that like, I get to make this thing and I get to have some decision. If somebody decides to sort of claim that as part of their ages and their value proposition, I think I should have a say in that anyway. Yeah. Isn't it remarkable? I mean, just to maybe get somewhat on brand for the show, but mm-hmm. talk about Apple, but isn't Apple's role in podcasting uh, remarkable? Like I would say unique. It, 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 it seems crazy in hindsight, you know. At, 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 it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy they were able to pull it off, and it's ten x more insane that they haven't capitalized, monetized on right. it. They in haven't any way that we've seen yet. Right? They've never really tried to monetize it at all. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't do ads. They just. Well, it's, it's like they built the most. Uh, to your Trump example, it's like they built the most beautiful golf golf course in the world, and then like just didn't charge people for it. You know, they don't even really play there. Right. They just wanted to make this thing, and it's like, you know, the the big loser in that one, obviously back in the day, was Odeo. But like, it's I think about it all the time, John. I think about it's like 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 Matt Howie used to say back in the blog days, we're all one Firefox extension away from not having a job anymore. And like on the on the day when if and when Apple decides to get weird with podcasts, it, that's because they also, as Marco said on ATP, they also make the directory right. that like everybody relies upon. <laughs> Which directory? Let's point out Luminary doesn't use, so right. you can't well, even like. Do they not? Was it Luminary I think... or was it Luminary or was it Spotify? But there's some of these services that have their own version of that. There's not like a. ID that can be used to easily, I, but I think that they sort of started by copying the iTunes database, like, but with it, the same like like greppable URLs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Mm. I guess it doesn't matter. But effectively, yeah, sorry, though, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but you're, it's amazing they haven't screwed it up. It, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's just crazy. I, I still wonder. I and I've been talking about this ever since the word was invented, and you know, uh, back when this show started. However forever ago uh, but would apple was what caught their eye what caught steve jobs's eye the fact that they were using the board pod you know that the name of it, it we call them podcasts but nobody even uses ipods anymore right the ipod mm-hmm. is it, you know it, like a relic uh yeah like the who would have thought the word podcast would outlive the ipod and would apple have gotten interested in the space if they had been called something else that didn't have the word pod in it. Mm-hmm. 
like would have caught would it have caught public attention, let alone like gotten Steve's. I, you know, it's it's it's, it's difficult to know because I I'm like I have to be honest, like I have no trouble at all imagining Steve, um, not just like approving so many aspects of how a Macintosh got made. I have no problem at all imagining him imagining him like using, you know a Macintosh, right. like really, really, really using a Macintosh or really, really using an iPhone. I mean, you can imagine the first time he saw like that rubber banding and was just like, oh my God, like this is, <laughs> this is wild. Like this is, this is the thing. This is it. Um, so like, and I can even relate to the, uh, to the like, okay, I tried to, what was the, the anecdote about TV? It's probably a gene monster thing, but we're like, he called up somebody at, at like a, a was it like Comcast or somewhere? It's like you're this. This is terrible. It's a terrible service. It's garbage. But I, even in that case, I don't think he probably watched a lot of TV. But I'll bet when he did, he really wanted it to work. I, I don't. This is completely off topic in some ways. But I don't imagine Steve listening to a lot of podcasts personally. Yeah, me neither. I can't. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe he did. Mm-hmm. Like, just it just doesn't seem like he had the time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, what is it about it that would be so appealing to? And again, we're falling into this hagiography that like he's the he's the person who hits a big button and makes everything happen at Apple. But um, but but it it caught somebody's attention. It could be because of the pod part. It could just be because that was the big the little baby steps of their interest in becoming um, the media place. Like starting with the with the songs that you could buy. It's audio. It's more audio. It's good for iPods. Maybe that could be one. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's crazy when you think about it, though. And we just sort of, it's just sort of like in the air. You know, it's like just the oxygen we breathe is the iTunes podcast database has 10 million podcasts. And, and if you're not in there, you're effectively delisted. I mean, it's it's not utterly equivalent, but it's almost like even though I'm a Library of Congress man myself, it's a little bit like Dewey Decimal. Like it's something that everybody can use to understand and organize a very large collection of data. And it's like, if not a standard, it's, it's close enough for now that, um, that that all is there. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a weird time. And there still is um, so much weird money coming into these ideas that don't always make sense to me, apart from the sort of obvious way that it makes sense. But like, I mean, I don't, I don't like hate Luminary, but like, I don't think, okay, so I, just to restate this in a slightly different way, um, I was a really big podcast fan before I became a podcast as occupation guy mm. in some way. And I know not everybody is. Not everybody listens to anywhere near as many podcasts. As I. And the truth is that in the years after that, I got way, way more into it. The, the medium started making more sense to me in all of its different varieties. But, like, I have to be honest, like, yeah, this is, like, a big part of, like, what I do for work, and I hope that doesn't get screwed up. But I I'm, I promise I'm not being cynical when I say I would just also really hate the idea that this screws up the shows that I enjoy, the medium that I enjoy. And the fact that, like, there are so many shows. I could suggest to you, like, six shows I've discovered, like, in the last couple months even, that, like, they've just come along, weird little independent shows that come along, and it's always such a joy to me. And I go back and I binge all their stuff. And I'm not saying that's impossible with something like Luminary, but I'll for damn sure tell you I hope there's not ten different companies trying to compete on this. And I hope that their vision for what success looks like in the future takes into account some of the things that have made it special and made it good and have 
that that freedom in all its different ways has been so instrumental in how we got to where we are and made it interesting to the people who think they can make a different buck from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't help but think, you know, and, uh, everybody keeps saying they want to be the Netflix of podcasts. I just don't think there's a role for the Netflix podcast. Like I, I think it's a bad idea. Like, Mm-hmm. And I can't tell how much I, it's because I'm... There's already a Netflix for podcasts. It's podcasts. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, in some ways. Right. You know, it's like when MC, when MC Hammer announced he was going to make the YouTube of dance videos. And right. Somebody finally said, you know, there's already a YouTube of uh, dance videos. And it's called YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I kind of feel... So what does he mean by that? Netflix. It means that, like, we're going to find a way to, like, bring in all, all most of the things, some of the things, like, make it a little bit more confusing. Like, I, oh, yeah, no, you're right. That is what they say. They, I think they mean that in terms of the market leader. The sc- started out scrappy, became the market leader, and now is somehow, in Netflix's case, they've slid into be what? The last one of the streaming services you would cancel, probably. For me, that's Hulu, but for a lot of people, that's absolutely Netflix. Like, look at Facebook. I mean, how much money they make. I mean, Apple's a little easier to understand because they sell devices, right? It, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to comprehend. Like, this is a $1,000 phone. This is a $2,000 laptop. You give us the money, we give you the device. Like, Facebook doesn't make anything. Google doesn't make anything. It's all just ones and zeros flying around. And they <laughs> they make so... Maybe a little undersimplified, a little simplified. Well, but, but yeah, I take your point. But they it's manufacture or anything? Well, but it, they just had, there's just a staggering amount of money to be made in doing what they do. And I mm-hmm. feel like the they're just looking at podcasts and they're like, well, nobody is, you know, there's all sorts of people who are making a living on podcasts. I mean, I, I make half, half of my income from the show. You mm-hmm. are, make a living from doing podcasts, right? And that is the scale that I tend to think of it as. Like, I would like to make enough money doing the show to have like a salary and, and you know, support my family. Whereas I feel like with Luminary, somebody is coming in and saying, let's make a billion dollars on podcasts. It almost feels like, this is really bad, and you can cut this out, but it's almost like somebody showed up in, in, a, um, in a dirt parking lot and, like, started painting lines and putting up parking meters, like, where there had been no charge before. And you're like, we're improving your parking experience. Right. Like, now we've, like, normalized the width of all the spaces and, like, made it this way. And I realize that's a silly, silly example. But th- they, it feels like they're coming in and trying to put a meter on something. Um, that didn't have a meter before. If you are the kind of show that like wants to have a Patreon feed or similar, or you're the kind of person like wants to move, like with with the independence of that media, I hate making this about the money, but I guess that's what it kind of comes down to. Like it would be nice to retain, if not the income, at least the control over what you do. You know, you can't control what's the internet. You can't control what people do with your stuff, but it's really hard to feel great about a VC funded way to like put parking meters, you know, in a dirt lot. Speaking of parking meters in a dirt lot, uh, I'd like to take a break here and thank our third and final sponsor of the show. Do you have a guess who it is? I think you can Um, guess. Is it Squarespace? It is Squarespace. Oh, got it in one. One. Can you believe it? That you're good. Yeah. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for making a website. Hey, what we're talking about here on this with the open internet, having your own control over your own presence online. That's what Squarespace can do for you. Your own website, your domain name, everything you need to do, register a domain name, design the site, pick from a template to start with, customize it, 
add features like a store if you need a store or add a, a catalog or a portfolio if you're a designer. It's like, it's like, almost like you don't want to say Legos because that's a trademark. A Lego? Lego. Sorry, Lego. But it's almost like that you snap together a website that easily. And it's actually just – it's just gorgeous. Whatever it is you want to make, like whether that's going to be – whether it's a store or whether that's going to be a portfolio or any of that stuff, right. you're just dragging stuff around and suddenly you have a professional website. And you can go just do your work like an adult. And it's yours. You own it's it. It's yours. It's your place. It's all yours. Customize it the way you want. Couldn't be easier. When you need a website, just remember Squarespace. Go there. You probably don't need one today as you're listening to the show. But keep it in the back of your head. And I always say this, mm-hmm. I think it's very true. I think the sort of person who listens to the talk show is the sort of person that the people in your life, you, they come to you and they say, hey, you're a nerd. I need mm-hmm. a website. What should I do? Send them to Squarespace. time was, you would get asked that and you'd end up being the webmaster. Now you're the webmaster. Right, now you're webmaster at whatever their domain is, .com. Remember that was the thing? You'd have the <laughs> I webmaster. Sure do. And if yes. you, I think you, I think there was like a law, right, or like the well, unofficial yeah, like it was rule. Like part of some distro, but it seems like you could webmaster anybody. You had then, to. And you had to somewhere. Every domain had to have a webmaster at domain. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like a like a wizard with like like a big pointy hat with moons on it and a book about pearls. <laughs> Do you remember having wild cards on your domains for any any oh, email address? Sure. Any email address you wanted to at your domain.com would go go to your inbox. <laughs> I used I used to do that and then I thought better of it when spam got to be a problem. But heck yeah, that asterisk was powerful. Anyway, you know, they also sell the you know they sell the domain names. Do you know about that? Yeah, they, they everything. Soup to nuts. Squarespace has you covered. Here's where you go. Squarespace.com slash talk show. Squarespace.com slash talk show. And when your free trial is up, you get a whole month free trial. When it's up and you have to pay for it, just remember that URL, squarespace.com talk show slash talk show. And uh, the offer code talk show at checkout will save you 10% off your first purchase. 10%. That's a good deal. That's a lot, that's a lot of percent. Yeah. Uh, you time to go on road test. You go and check it out. You see if you like it. It's, it's Squarespace. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, what else do you want to talk about? I just want to know if you're feeling better. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling you've cheered me up. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit. I feel like I got my uh, my legs back under me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think you think you might want to try and take a nap today? Oh yeah, definitely gonna take a nap. Mm-hmm. I think a nap is uh, is a sure thing. But then on the other hand, see now we're right back at the beginning of the show. Now if I take a nap, will it screw up my sleep tonight? Right, helps take a shorty. Helps yeah. take. I mean, it, everybody's got their own zone for a good nap. Like for me, a three-hour nap, not a great nap. No, that's like terrible. you wake up and there's a Chuck Norris on the movie on TBS and everything's dark. You slept too long. Too long. Um, but of course, when you have a child, that rarely happens. Right. Because, you know, my, uh, my daughter is, uh, proud to say, uh, is fighting Ganon in Zelda right now. Oh, and yeah? So the, the, oh, yeah. She got all the memories. She's good to go. And uh, she's fighting. She started last night. She's doing it today. She said this is literally the most important day of the year that she's had. And uh, yeah, she's throwing it down. She's got beasts and stuff. I, I, I'm saying all of this phonetically. I, I might as well be like reading off a menu in French. But but it's Ganon, uh, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But you know, sometimes they will come in and show you a memory or something, or it could be a vine where someone falls down. But uh, that that has kept me from super long naps, and I consider it a blessing. But you I owe like- it to yourself. You've earned it. Yeah. yeah. By being down here in the uh, podcast 
coal mine. Uh, anything else? Are you excited about anything from WWDC that's coming up? A lot of rumors uh, have already leaked. Oh, dueling rumors. So much going on. What am I excited about? I uh, hope you guys all have a great time. I hope it's fun for everybody. It seems like that is like a, a huge piece of it, is that it's really fun. Um, at, a, at, a, at a personal level, it yeah. is. It, it, we, I, I feel like we're settling into this San Jose era of WWDCs. But one of the things is I have friends such as you who live in the city of San Francisco. And mm-hmm. I, I don't really get to, I haven't seen you I in know. a while yeah, because no, I don't really no, go sucks. to, I don't go to San Francisco anymore. But like, it sounds like it's been good. Like, uh, and I, I mean, I don't really go places anymore. Um, by I would, large, I wouldn't recommend coming down to San Jose. Do you know how sick I would get if I left, if I left the house? Do you have any sense of that? <laughs> it's just, that there's just, there's so much out there. There's like, there's this children, and, and animals and railings. There's so many railings, and I've, those are just chock a I got sick, and trails. I haven't left the house, Marilyn. Isn't that isn't that that's that's amazing? You should maybe air filtration system. I don't know. Um, I'm excited for whatever comes next. I always enjoy the um, seeing what the updates are, especially with the various OSs. Uh, I guess maybe in my case, I don't know. I, I haven't followed this too closely, but like um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with iPad um, because that continues to be. Uh, a thing that I that, that I really love and enjoy seeing other people use, and I hope that continues to attract people uh, to the Apple world. My my watch does everything I need it to do. I like my Mac fine. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't have anything huge, but like a, it, I do follow it. You know, on my Apple TV, I watch the stuff when it's happening, and I, it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm still I'm still I'm still there for Apple. Yeah, I feel like above and beyond any specific rumors of a specific feature or a specific new app or something like that. Just the basic story of, hey, this is the year where Apple's getting serious about making real improvements to the iPad so that it's more of a computer and less of a big phone. Uh, I, I, yeah. There's got to be some... I saw my, um, I got a, my bridge shipped yesterday, so I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh, so that's, love- that's the, uh, the, the keyboard that looks like a MacBook Pro yeah. keyboard, and you can put your iPad in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I got it, got it for the big boy, um, so I'm looking forward to playing with that. But, yeah, yeah. Like, you you know, it's funny because, like, of course, people like, like to rib folks like you and me about this. But, like, when you said that thing the other day on Twitter about every time you go to do command space on iPad Ugh. keyboard, like, um, you always, like, start you start typing and it always misses the first letters. I mean, uh, so the glass half full, glass half empty. The glass half empty is, oh, my God, that's so frustrating. That always, always, always seems to happen. Is it latency? Am I typing just too aggressively? But glass half full, man, if there's, that just shows you how much you've stopped thinking about it, in some ways, as, as a thing that you manipulate with your meaty little fingers. Like the fact that we're both disappointed that that doesn't happen faster, they can fix that. They can absolutely fix that. What they've done though is get me out of the idea is that this is this is a thing that I'm going to stream Project Runway on like <laughs> alone. Like there's other stuff that you can like seriously. Do so for anybody who didn't see my tweet, it, and it's one of those things where I I don't know if I should have turned it into a full article. I don't know if it's worth it. Is it is it just a tweet length thought? It it seems bad, but it, there's the spotlight feature, and you hit Command Space, and the which Mac- which is the key to the kingdom. 
right. Command that's space. The, that's, that's the thing is because you do get an app switcher, which is great. Sorry to interrupt. I did it again. But like the app switcher is <laughs> great. But the thing is, you are just a tick, tick, tick away from opening any app. You don't have to go hit the screen. You don't have to go find it. You're right. using typing to find whatever it is, typing, little typing with, with, with a keyboard, to find anything. And that becomes the key that unlocks all the doors for turning this thing into such a great machine. And I, you know, for example, I might just want to, I don't know where I am. Maybe I'm in the Twitter app. Maybe I'm in the email app. But I just want to jump over to Safari and I type command space and I type SAF. And it all happens very fast. And what happens on the iPad with, with, uh, with a physical keyboard connected, like a Bluetooth keyboard, what happens every single time is that, that the S gets eaten because it's, it doesn't listen for keyboard input until the animation is done. So oh, you hit do you think that's what it is? Yeah, it's, the, it, it's not listening to – it's not taking input while, while it's animating the spotlight interface. And every, so I'll tell you – but I, I can't help it because I use the Mac – all the time and on a Mac, there is no oh, yeah. la- there's no lag. So yeah, launch bar or like just lights yeah. light up. Right I up can't. Yeah. But then every but then it's like whatever AF is like a couple people use Safari as the example, and then you know like if you have like uh, I forget what comes up for me with AF. It's it's uh, something random. But if you have like Affinity Designer or something like that, it just launches. Yeah. The, well, if you spell something almost right, it'll find it. Like right. if you misspell Twitter, it will still find it pretty easily. But I think it keys very heavily on those first letters. Yeah. And it just – anyway, but the, I have very good <laughs> news though for you. Very good news. I Since tweeting that, I heard from a trusted little birdie that this will be – that 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 bug will be fixed in a uh, forthcoming update to uh, iOS. Wow. You're like, you're like Varys. You, you just – you come and you bring all the secrets from all the kingdoms. Yeah. That's so good. See, I would have guessed, I'm guessing in that case, like reduced motion is not going to make a difference because nope. it's kind of a necessary. No, it's uh, just not animation. listening to input when it does it. I don't, some people, and then it, it's funny because you, you can't do anything on the internet without getting yelled at. But then people are, <laughs> people are telling me it was, that it's, I'm a dummy because it's Bluetooth lag. They're like, you're using a Bluetooth keyboard. That's why. God, what is wrong with you? Well, and. What is wrong with you? Why, why are you so stupid? But I, it really does, you know, like. It it really makes me wonder. It makes me question everything in my life, where people mm-hmm. are telling me that it's Bluetooth lag when I know it's not Bluetooth lag, and then they're telling me that's why Apple makes the smart keyboard cover so that there's a keyboard with no Bluetooth lag, and that I, I, that's what I should use instead. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you use? Like what is a what is a PS4 controller? <laughs> Right, Bluetooth. I mean, no, honestly, right. I'm asking. It's. Right. I, I feel like it might be Bluetooth. Yeah, it's Bluetooth. There that is. It's not lag. Pretty responsive to moving around. Well, no. Here's the thing that is so confounding to me about this argument is that the only way you get into the situation where you're typing a spotlight search is that you've already hit something on your key. Mm-hmm. You, you've hit the command space, so it's obviously listening to your keyboard already. Right? It can't be oh, latency. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, no, I hadn't even... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Otherwise, so if that were the case, theoretically, um, you would hit command space and the pause... Right. It would be a different, it would be a different pause. Right. Yeah, it, but it I don't might, know. It, it's a very... It's just a bug. It is a bug. There's no, you know... But sometimes you get into these people who want to see, like, a, Apple does no wrong, uh, you know... And it once you go down that rabbit hole, it is 
it, it really makes you want to reach out and strangle somebody. Oh, you because you're being disloyal. Right. You're a hate. Are you a hater at that point? That's because you're a hater. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> they're going to fix it. Awesome. I'm excited well, about I'll be, it. I'll be around. I'll be checking it out. Have, have a have a have a wonderful time. And listen, when you come here, drink a lot of water. Wash your hands. And try to get a lot of sleep. <laughs> Really, we're gonna really wash them more than you think. Like, sing a song. Like, it could be a Tom Petty song. It could be a Weezer song. Whatever you want to sing, but like, sing slowly. Sing the bridge from a song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really get in there. Nails too. Got to get the nail beds. That's where uh, a lot of those little bugs hide. I tell you, Marilyn, it it really did cheer me up talking to you. You're you're well, a good friend. I don't feel like we do this you. enough. Maybe I ask you too. I don't know. Maybe I ask you too many times to do my show. I don't know. But I it it. It's like eating a bowl of sugar. You know, it's fun for a minute, but you wouldn't want to do it all year. 